Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoiler Appetite. I'm Tristan, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Brittany. Yay! We're back again after two episodes that dropped. Yeah, we, um... As you guys have probably figured it out, we had to do two because I'm apparently lazy when it comes to splitting up one episode that takes up to, like, um, three hours or so, and, yeah, I mean, we, it, today's gonna be a lot smoother, now that I know how to, you know, get her on my recording, Audacity, and all that business, and, yeah, we, it's mainly me doing all the talking and going to details and whatnot, so anyways, uh, we have a lot of stuff today, and hopefully we can keep it under three hours or so, or two hours. I mean, that's the goal, hopefully. So, how are you today? Uh, my foot hurts, but other than that, I'm good. Oh, that's always fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm great too. Uh, today's my day off, well, now it's Tuesday. Yeah, night shifts. Not the greatest, but it's whatever. So, yeah. Okay. So, before we get all to the great subjects that we have for today, um, we have to talk about, um, a very, very heartbreaking moment for... The main man, man. Everyone, really. Everyone that's a Batman fan. Even if you don't like this Batman in particular, this is not your Batman, but you can't help but to respect the hell out of this guy, and that is Adam West passed away, and I, I, I couldn't really, I couldn't process this, the whole thing, I mean, for, for me, Adam West, like, he was the second Batman that I saw, the first Batman I saw was Michael Keaton, and that I saw the Dark Knight, and then later, I think when I was, I want to say nine, I got a chance to see the Adam West show, which would uh, play the Adam West Batman sixty six show on TV Land, like right after school. And I don't know how I got hooked onto it. Maybe because it said Batman and that's why I watched it. But it's definitely, for that time and for what Adam and that whole show did to popular popularize this character to where it is now, it's like you don't, like even before then there was a Batman, but Adam West Batman made Batman like, the world know about this character and whatnot and just really that's where it really started off the whole batmania and all that business and i mean yeah i it was tough to like i just couldn't believe he was gone and but he lived a great life i mean 88 years old and but i think the worst part about his death was seeing all the fan art i mean one particular one in particular was from boss logic and it's it's the um, it's the shark repellent, and there's a note oh, that yeah. says, "Dear Robin, or Robin, please take care of the sharks for me, Batman." And I was just like, "God, that one hurt." 
That one hurt right, really yeah. hard. I mean, and there's a lot, and they're great and all, but God damn it, it's just... I mean, I love the tributes. I really do. And another one that really killed me, I don't know if you saw this, and I've seen all of this on Tumblr. So Tumblr... Like I have a new appreciation for Tumblr, especially the the uh, the accounts I follow, which is all nerd. I don't know who the I I forget who the artist is, but it's a picture of a TV, and on the outside is Batman and Robin on the rope climbing on the side of like the TV, and there's this kid watching. I'm just wow. like, that's that's where it started. I mean, I just it was hard. I mean. Yeah, so <laughs> what did you think about the Adam West? I mean, what was your process just ah, dealing with you know, um, Adam passing away? Well, when I found out, it was when you told me, and in all honesty, we were talking about Wonder Woman beforehand, yeah. so when you said don't go online, I was like, oh yeah, I know not to go online, because I thought you were talking about Wonder Woman spoilers, Right. and then you were like, I'm just going to go ahead and... T- Hell, Batman dies, and I was like, Batman's in Wonder Woman. And then later on, um, I went on Tumblr and I I saw like all of the Adam West things, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's what he meant. And so then I was kind of just like a, and then to like people keep bringing it up to me because people know that I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. So like today, um, I was saying um, I was actually talking about Wonder Woman thought today and um i brought up batman and like both my mom and stepdad were like batman's dead and i went what (laughs) again i was just like what i was like he's not dead and uh they're like the real and true batman's dead like batman's dead and i was like guys right yeah he was an awesome batman but (laughs) batman's not dead batman lives on no matter what yeah i mean Basically, I mean, you know, they're just saying their Batman has died and... Right. Like, I just... I mean, I mean, that's the thing. For them, like, for my... Our parents' generation, there's only one Batman. And some, some people say it's Adam West. Others say it's Michael Keaton. But, I mean, really? Out of all the Batman you got to have the most respect for is Adam. I mean... Especially when you look at the history, the whole Batmania, it's just all that craze and whatnot. And, like, I I can still watch that show and not enjoy the hell out of it. Because at that time, you know, that was a different time. And everything was very nice, very not so dark and whatnot. And just, that show just taught, you know, it was for kids and just taught them how to be a great person and all that business and just do the right thing and just oh man and i mean i think it's hard to say what my well i mean honestly without adam west batman we wouldn't be friends right now as we talked about it on the last episode I, mean, I think we actually talked about that um, the very first episode we did. Yeah. We, like, we relived it. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, without that ridiculous bomb scene, like, I mean, that to me is, like, the best 
Batman 66 moment for me ever. Right. Because it's so, it's so ridiculous. And if you didn't think the show or, well, it, actually that was the movie, but if, I mean, if you didn't understand the show, like if you were like, oh, it's not that campy. It's like, I mean, first off, how can you not see that it's that campy? And if you can't, go watch that scene because, oh my God, does it take him like a good what feels like four minutes to get rid of that bomb. I'm sure it's less, but still, it feels like forever, and it's just great. There's ducks, there's nuns, there's a couple in the boat, and all this business. And I just, yeah, I mean, and honestly, he is still the last uh, Batman to not wear a bodysuit, like a patch-up suit, like yeah, he's, he's wearing skin tight. That's all him. And god damn it, was it tough? I mean, and it's crazy because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I don't know, I I can't remember when, but I think it was like several years ago. He never had a star on uh the boulevard in California. Like, you know how stars have their own stars and whatnot on that walkway or whatever boulevard, I think it's called. Um, uh, I'm not sure what it's called. I mean, y- you know what I'm talking about, though, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he never had his own star, and one person who is a fan and works in radio, his name is Ralph Garman, actually got him a star, worked his ass off to get him a star, and... It, it just blew my mind that Adam West never had his own star. It's like, you know, I mean, come on. You got to look at that time and what he did at the time and how popular that show was at the time. And, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it kind of now begs the question, will the next animated 66 movie come out, which was supposed to um was supposed to feature you know him coming back as batman and uh voice work yeah there's an animated there's an animated 66 batman movie that came out last year did you see that by any chance no i don't even know about it oh wow it's 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 out there and it's charming as hell it's great and the sequel was uh i don't i'm sure it's still happening i mean i gotta imagine he did uh did some voice work and opposite side he was gonna go up against uh two-face and william shatner was gonna voice two-face and i was just like that that is so genius and hopefully it does come out but yeah adam west you know i just fuck just such a loss for Batman fans in general. I mean, my dad is not not the not a fan of the '66 Batman, but even when I told him, he was like, "Ow, that that fucking hurt! Like that really hurt!" And yeah, like deep down, he, I mean, he does appreciate what he does, what Adam did do for Batman because you know like I said without him you don't get Batflag you don't get Michael Keaton as Batman you don't get 
you know, the Batman, the animated series. You don't get Batman. You don't see, you know, Batman being everywhere if it weren't for Adam West. So I thought we'd just, you know, take a moment of silence to, you know, for Adam. So... Okay, alright, let's go on to, you know, the topics that we have. No more sad, no more tears, no nothing. Let's get on to some happy thoughts, just happy thoughts. Okay, so, first things first, Star Wars, Star Wars. Um, I'm excited, and yeah, I know we're, this is like Ray's all... Luke's daughter, Luke's daughter, Ray's Luke's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, we're kind of late on most of this stuff, but who cares? Anyway, Star Wars, um, I'm excited. I knew that from the moment I saw her. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. The moment she said that, the moment I found out that Luke was gone, and then she went through her whole story about her parents left her and said that they'd be back, I was like, Luke's her father. <laughs> right, right. I mean, wow, that you caught on real quick. I didn't. Oh wait, you just recently got into Star Wars, didn't you? No. Okay, I've been into Star Wars and I've loved it and all that stuff, but I haven't. I didn't see them until the um, seven came out. The Force I didn't Awakens. See any yeah. of them until seven came out, and then so, that's when I finally watched all of them. And that's when. So you never saw Star the Star Wars movies. Like you knew they were there. Yeah, but I never had them. And so when Seven came uh, out, I was like, okay, I need them now, so fuck. I'm like up to date on everything. And because uh, like if I didn't see them, I wouldn't have cared that Han Solo died. Like I would not have cared. I'd be right. like, oh, okay, cool. Right. But, like I watched all of the, like literally I watched all of them with two days, and then the next day after those two days, I went to go see the new one. Yeah. And, like, I cried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was pretty rough. And spoilers if you haven't seen The Force Awakens, which is, like, I don't... Uh, they I mean, if you're not a Star 20- Wars fan, I mean, unless you're, like, Star Trek all day, every day, fine. That's cool. I love both. So, you can't really do anything about it. Um, Yeah, so, wow, you got, like, late in the game with Star Wars. I mean, you, you liked it, but you never mm-hmm. saw the movies right i always loved darth maul and uh darth vader um because i like i played the lego games like i wasn't just like totally Ah. out of it like i played the lego games Mm -hmm. and um i will tell you though i felt like a complete idiot because um i thought um this whole entire time um like i thought darth vader was like luke's father but um I thought, for some reason, that Anakin changed his name to Luke. (laughs) And then, uh, like, for some reason, I don't know why. So Uh I was like, oh, cool, Luke. Um, Like, because Anakin, if I remember correctly, didn't know his parents either. Uh, If I remember. um, No. Uh, He grew up with his mom, but he never knew his dad. Okay, he didn't know his dad. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, so cool. Anakin got his father back. Well, then I watched it. I watched it from one to six. Like, I didn't do the yeah. whole four, five, six, one, two, three. Like, oh my I was like, God. I already know that Luke's father is there. So I was watching it, and I'm like, wait, Anakin's Darth Vader? 
then who the freak's Luke? And then I realized, and I was like, oh. Wow. All right. Wow. Yep. That's... Complete that's, blind moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. So, so did you... Oh, so you watched all the movies before The Force Awakens? Heck yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I binged watched it. Yeah, it must have been a great binge. I mean, I love it. The, uh, you know, the prequels, uh, one and through three, and I love them. And now looking back at them, I see like I see why people hate them so much. And I'm not going to disagree at all, but I can't hate them all. I mean, I can definitely agree on that. Anakin is just. I mean, I hating Christian as Anakin Skywalker. He's very fucking whiny and whatnot. And Natalie Portman, not the greatest in that movie. And I don't know. It's just eh, too much politics. Yeah, I give him that too. And yeah, it's very hard for me to like watch a movie that's fully into politics. Like. Especially when it's Star Wars. Like, when I go into Star Wars, I'm expecting a fun space uh, movie. And and that's right. what you get from 1 through 3, yes. But it's not like the original where it's, like, less politics and whatnot. And it's more like, we just gotta do this mission and whatnot. And, but I will say, the best thing out of the, uh, the 1 through 3 is definitely... Um, e. McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, like that. He is the reason why I can still watch those movies. And honestly, I'm championing. I'm still. I'm in that camp where I want to see a Obi Wan Kenobi anthology movie that takes place after Revenge Revenge of the Sith. Because, as you know, Brittany, if you didn't have a blonde moment, that Obi Wan and Ben Kenobi are the same person. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, yeah, I figured that out. Yeah, so I want to see that, like, what has he been doing? You know, he's been staying on Tatooine, keeping his eye on Luke Skywalker. Like, what has he been doing? Like, there's a there's a great comic. It's only, like, one issue in the Star Wars, um, uh, the Star Wars comics. It came out, I think it was last year or so, or the mm-hmm. year before, and it basically tells a little story of what Obi-Wan has been kind of doing. He's just been trying to survive through the heat and whatnot, and it's like, I I want to see that. I mean, if they can do it, like, not get that kind of, like, Logan vibe with it, I mean, really, I mean, I would love to see it. I mean, it's definitely, but not super dark or anything like that, but just, like, What's this guy? What's this guy's mindset going through all of this? I mean, he just lost, you know, his friend. I'm not gonna say brother because I I don't buy that they were brothers at all. Um, I I mean, he just lost his friend to the dark side and all that business. And it's just like what, what like psychologically, that's gotta fuck him up in the head. And you know, mm-hmm. everything is just gone. Like all the Jedi are just basically gone. He is like the last. Jedi out there and they're just all of them are just gone unless you watch Rebels of course which I haven't seen but I've seen like 
really awesome like moments in it and it kind of does make me want to watch the the clone wars and then rebels because i saw the uh the fight between darth vader and ahsoka atana and i was like and for someone who hasn't watched the clone wars or rebels that was like deep as hell especially because i don't know if you saw the clip where they fight did you by any chance see that uh that clip i haven't i haven't watched the animated star wars okay yeah i mean i really need to get on it because uh ahsoka was part of the clone wars and then she came back in rebels and they darth vader and ahsoka are fighting and uh i think ahsoka knows that darth vader is anakin but there's this one moment where she gets him in the face and you see, you know, Darth Vader's mask is kind of cut off and you can see Anakin's eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka is like, you know, I think the building's coming down or whatever. And Ahsoka's like, I'm not leaving you. And Darth Vader's like, then you will die. And at that point it's just like it was like a holy shit moment it was like he's really gone like he is really gone Anakin is just gone and dead there is no Anakin there's only Darth Vader and that moment was like oh I I really want to watch this show now especially the Clone Wars and but yeah that was just like that was deep and for a show that's like kid friendly at times I love that it has it's like you know, adult moments where adults can watch it as well. So yeah. Um so what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Brittany? I don't know what number it is, but I really, really enjoy Darth Maul. So okay, so that's the then? um Phantom Menace. Yep. That's the I first really one. Darth episode Maul, one. I really wish he would have lasted more. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. You can watch The Clone Wars and get more Darth Maul because he does come back. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I, I tried watching the animated. It just didn't really, like, hook me in. Yeah, I I get it. And that was before um, before Disney bought Star Wars. Like, it was still on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And then Disney, you know, bought it. And... Yeah, I, I kind of want to watch it too because I recently... And he's in Rebels as well, Star Wars Rebels. And, mm-hmm. you know, they finally show how he really goes out. And I I was blown away. So, you know, and he gets portrayed at the end of Clone Wars. Like Palpatine basically tries to kill him. And then in Rebels, he's helping the, the, the main stars of Rebels. And... Somehow he ends up on Tatooine, and he can just feel Kenobi in the Force. And so he's just traveling, looking for Kenobi, and he's just... Because I imagine he's just hell-bent on, you know, taking him out. And then finally, Darth Maul finally finds him, and they have a quick, like a legit 10-second fight. And I saw a lot of people bitching about it, and, you know, I get it. But for me, I understood what it meant. So, you know, they're fighting, and for 10 seconds, 
you know, uh, Darth Maul, uh, no, Kenobi blocks him, and this is old Ben Kenobi, and Ben basically blocks Darth Maul, you know, pushes him back, mm-hmm. and then stabs him, and they have this bittersweet moment, and I don't know what the quote was, but it may I may have read like something that was fan or whatever instead of what the original was, and yeah, it it was just it was interesting because it just shows you, you know, where the characters are at this point in time. Like Darth Maul is full of rage and hell bent, while Kenobi is kind of more in that you know wisdom, smart, you know, never attack first just you know very peaceful and just takes him out and i was just like for like and that even got me in the feels i was like for someone who hasn't even watched a single episode and only clips of the show that was pretty damn awesome and the voice actor i don't know who voiced um kenobi but god damn it was it spot on just as old ben kenobi but yeah, so your favorite Star Wars movie is The Phantom Menace with Darth Maul. Yeah. Because it's Darth Maul. I mean, yep. yeah. I mean, God, I mean, apparently I was three when I saw that movie, and I have no recollection, uh, recollection seeing that movie. I remember seeing Attack of the Clones and mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, and I remember after Revenge of the Sith, I I got up from my seat. My legs were killing me. My legs basically fell asleep, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't walk. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting looking back at those movies now because I'm just like, they're not as good as I thought they were. I don't know. Maybe I have to watch the whole thing because I recently watched the, um, the Attican versus Obi-Wan in episode three and because I, I was just curious. I wanted to watch it again. I watched it. I was like, "Why the hell is this so? Why is this fight so fucking long? Like, oh my god, this is like annoying as hell." And there, there's a moment in it where I literally laughed and was like, "What the fuck?" And it's when they're in that building. I don't know if you remember this, but it's it's pretty hard not to forget this. But they're you know they're swiping at each other, and then they just for like a quick second or two. They're spinning their lightsabers and then strike each other. And I was like, why are they flipping their lightsabers? I mean, at that point, I would have just been like, you're dead. Like, if you're going to flip your lightsaber, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember that moment? Or <laughs> I, just, um, I think I remember it. Oh, yeah. my God. It's so noticeable. And it's just like, it was just crazy. And I saw, like, one of the facts on it that... Apparently, you know, you know how they're fighting and they're like super fast. That's actually them. And I was like, but yeah, what? But why was the fight so fucking long? Like, that's my question. I'm like, why is it dragging out? I don't understand. Like, you take away, you know, the cuts to Yoda versus uh, the Emperor. It's still a pretty damn long fight. And I just, I don't understand it. So... Anyways, I mean, for me, my favorite Star Wars movie is, it's Rogue One uh, from last year, Star Wars Rogue One. And Really? Yeah, really. I mean, there was one particular moment 
I mean, beforehand, before Rogue One ever came out, Empire Strikes Back was my favorite because it just didn't... It, the title says it all. The Empire Strikes Back and the Empire won. You know, it ends on a downer, basically. Han, you know, gets captured is and is uh, being moved... It's uh, being, like, he's frozen in carbonite and Bo- Boba Fett is um, giving him to... Uh, Jabba, and you know Luke loses his hand, and he finds out that his father is the most murderous, you know, Sith Lord ever. Like it just doesn't end on a happy note, and I just love that. Whereas, and with Rogue One, it it's kind of the same thing, but instead, you know, the rebels win. But I think why I love that move movie so much is because. It just, there's no Jedi. I mean, there's a Sith Lord, and I'll get into that in a second. But it just felt like a war movie. It felt like a war movie set in Star Wars. Like, yeah. it was it was just great. And I, of course, I, I loved everything about it. Like, I think, I don't really, I, I don't even have a problem with any of it at all. If I, if I had to take one shot at it. I no, I can't. I can't really do it. Like I loved all the characters, especially you know K two S O. Just mm-hmm. oh my god, he was the greatest ever. Like talk about the most smart ass robot in the Star Wars universe. I mean, he's great. I mean, he was the only one that could talk. I mean, pretty much exactly, exactly. And the fact that he was once an Imperial droid—that's amazing. But of course, the highlight of that movie for me was. Darth Vader just really not having it and just kills a bunch of rebels. And that was right. the one thing that was the one thing I I I said that that was my one expectation and you know, as you know, I don't usually go in, in a movie with expectation, but the one thing I just wanted to see from that movie, it's like, okay, if Darth Vader's gonna be in it, I need to see him wreck some rebels. That's all I wanna see. I don't necessarily need him to be a main villain or whatever. And so when that happened, I like at first it was like, you know, oh, they did it. They got the plans and all that business. And it was just ending. I was like, oh, fuck, really? I was like, oh, man, whatever. But I, I didn't hear that. Uh, maybe I, I don't think I heard that he was like, Darth Vader was like, prepare a boarding plane. Like, Mm-hmm. prepare a boarding plane because one of the rebel ships was like still out there and he's like prepare a boarding plane I get I missed that part and so I didn't see it coming at all and then you know the rebels and it's got that music and it's like you know they got the disc with the plans and then they're trying to open the door and it's not opening and then all of a sudden there's this they, they just show it. it's like darkness and you know you hear a door open and it's like in that whole moment I'm like oh fuck it's happening it's really happening <laughs> and then beautifully he just they just he just turns on the lightsaber and I'm just like oh my god yes and there he goes he's just really like just no hesitation at all just not really not missing a beat at all when it comes to like slicing down these rebels and then right. you know he gets he gets to that end of that ship and you can just tell he is fucking pissed 
and he's just like, I, I cannot believe that just fucking happened. I mean, and I don't know if you saw um, how it should have ended uh, for Rogue One, but <laughs> I mean, realistically, he could have gotten those plans. He could just like slice that guy's hand off and just use the force to grab it, but oh my god, it was just great. And the fact that, you know, five or ten minutes later, that's when New Hope starts. And, yeah. Uh, I, I saw, you know, I, someone put it together, and I was just like, it fucking, just, it works. It works, and you understand why Vader is so fucking pissed at that moment. He's like, where are those plants? And I'm just, ugh. Yeah, Rogue One, favorite Star Wars movie because, not just for that Darth Vader scene, but because it's a war movie set in Star Wars. So, nice. yeah. As far as the new trilogy goes, I, I'm i loving it. And for someone, I mean, for me, Star Wars was always about the live action uh, movies. I never cared for the animated uh, shows or whatever. And so, when it was announced Star Wars was coming back, I I was first I was one of those stupid people that was like, Oh, it's Disney, they're gonna F it up and then of course my dad was like, You know Disney owns those Marvel movies, right? I was like, Oh, I didn't know that and then they bring on JJ Abrams, which at that time I didn't see his Star Trek movies and then when I saw his Star Trek movies I was like, Okay, yeah. I I'm I'm totally in and you know i like both versions new and old of star trek so in case anyone wants to get on my case about that but yeah the force awakens go into the theater uh i i saw it with the fam saw it with mom and everyone and i remember you know i was waiting for that drum beat of course mm-hmm. you know but of course disney owns it and uh when it you know they blast that music and I just uh, tears were just uh, I was just, I was just like oh my god it's back and then first I love the first like opening line of the uh, the um oh where we're at basically the opening crawl which is like Luke uh, has is gone basically and it's just like ah oh, the wonders and overall I love the Force Awakens I really do yeah it's not my favorite. But damn, I I love that we're we're back, we're back, and Han Solo getting killed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty. That was kind of like damn. That that was rough, and but I mean, I think <laughs> our parents' generation got the worst of it though, because that's that was Han Solo, and that must have been really tra- traumatizing for the people, you know. Uh, of my parents, right. our parents' generation, but yeah, I I loved everything, and I never realized how what's his face Kylo Ren, he's so damn pretty, <laughs> like, and how does he get all of his hair into that tiny mask? <laughs> all right, I'm actually kind of glad you brought that up because Kylo Ren does not look like a bad guy at all. I know, like, I mean, he's so damn pretty. Like, like that, to me, that was a poor choice on Disney. Right. But I guess like, now... At least have him, like, have a scar or something to make him... And, yeah, apparently he evil. is... Yeah, he is gonna have a scar now, apparently, and... He did get cut, so... And The Last Jedi. But, yeah, I was just, like, I was so taken away. It's like, he's so damn pretty, like... And, again, 
the hair thing. It's like, how do you get all of that into your mask or whatever? But yeah, I just, I loved everything about it. But the one thing, anytime I watch that movie though, the one thing that just, you know, makes me get a tear or makes me cry is the moment we finally see Luke Skywalker. And just based off of his facial expressions, just says it all. Just like so much pain and this shit just hit the shit he has gone through. Right. Like has not been great for him at all, and so yeah, I I'm looking forward to the Last Jedi, and yeah, so so far, the Last Jedi I I'm loving it. I really hope we get to see how into the Force Luke is. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on Star Wars overall, like? I want a lightsaber. <laughs> I think we all do. I mean, it's. I think with the technology now, it's totally possible we could get. We can make lightsabers, but I think. <laughs> People have already made lightsabers. I, I gotta imagine they have. And. Yeah, that's what we should do. Just get rid of all the guns and replace them with lightsabers. I mean, it'd be a fun war. I mean, I hate to say that, but it just. It'd be a. A more fun war, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, no one likes war. But if you want to make it fun, I guess get some lightsabers and yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Not really. It's kind of bad. Like I really like Star Wars, but I don't have a lot to say about it. You're not like deep into nerdism when it comes to it. Like you like the movies, but you can't go into like you know depth with it right like i just was um all right so how about we go into something you are a part like deep into the nerdism and but before we get to that let's let's real quick talk about 13 reasons why okay okay so i'll start it off because i know you have a lot to say about it so for me 13 reasons why I mean I don't I I probably saw like some um, promotional stuff on like IGN but I didn't know what it was about like I didn't know it was based off of a book and all that business and I know but the only thing I knew about it was that Selena Gomez was attached to it and she was very passionate about this project and so I was like okay uh, I'll check it out First episode, I watched, and it, it it gets, like, dark real quick. And I was like, oh, it deals with suicide. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it, and then the cassette tapes come in, and I'm like, okay. And right off the back, and this is, like, in the first 15 minutes, I guess. And I'm like, you know what? It would have been better if this, like, set place in the 90s, but then it goes on, and it's like, oh, there's a reason why it's in modern times, and there's a reason why yep. she's using these tapes. Okay, I get it now. And overall, I I enjoy the hell out of this. Like, and the it's like I enjoyed it in the aspect of like you know this is kind of like where we are when it comes to suicide, especially these times. Like, I never dealt with that kind of depression before and suicide, but I. 
I've known people who have suffered with depression and who have wanted to commit suicide. And so, at the end of the day, I, I'm glad this exists because this this is not something to like really to be making fun of or anything like that. Because this shit really does happen. It's not a fucking game at all. And and they they actually show you know the you know Hannah Baker you know commits suicide. And talk about the hardest scene moment ever in television for me to watch. Like, that was tough to watch <coughs> because all I could think about was the people that I know that probably would have done this. And I was just like, I, I can't. I really can't. Like, that was hard. And afterwards, you know, I finished it. And I just, I really appreciate this show so much. Because, you know, it's broken up into pieces and it shows that, you know, it's like for the characters, it has an effect on them. Like they don't feel great at all. Like some of them are like saying, oh, it's all bullshit and whatnot. But deep down, they know it's real. Like they know this actually right. happened. And yeah, 13 Reasons Why. I, that's probably my favorite uh, Netflix original show outside of, you know, the Marvel stuff or whatever. Right, and right next to um, Dear White People, which I, I don't know if you saw Dear White People, but did you by any chance? No. Okay, so, but I'll, I will say this. It's, I want to say it's 10 episodes long, and it's only 30 minutes, and, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later, or I will in this uh, solo show. Um, but yeah, 13 Reasons Why, I just, I really appreciate it for what it did, and honestly, I don't need a second season. Like, yes, I know there's more stuff that needs to be told or whatever, but I thought it was perfect. Like, leave the mystery there. And so, but again, you know, I don't have to watch it. Yeah, it'll pop up. It's not like I'm going to be forced to watch it. But, yeah, I mean, for me, I like the mystery being there. And, yeah, so 13 Reasons Why. I'll let you take it away, Brittany. All right. So... I wasn't going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I heard about it and all of this stuff, and I heard people telling me it was about suicide, and I was like, there's no way that it could really be that good, and it's about suicide. So one day, pretty much every time I start a new show, it's because I'm bored and I see it on Netflix. So, okay, why not? Um, so I was like, let's just see what everybody's talking about. So pretty much... I ended up binge-watching the whole entire season within two days. Um, it was weekend. We're fine. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and uh, so I had so many emotions running through me. I had anger. I had sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like so many emotions got brought out. I was angry because nobody was doing a damn thing. Like, right. Everybody saw what was happening, but nobody was doing anything about it, which made me so angry. But then it also got me thinking because um, I don't know if you either remember him or know him, but David Wright? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never met him, but I, I've heard the name and I heard what happened. Yeah, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when when I watched this, I was like, shit, I know it was like an accidental, like suicidal thing but was there anything like I could have done like 
could I have somehow prevented it? And so, like, I was just getting so angry. Like, it became to a point where I had to pause it, get up, and leave my room. So that way I could just, like, cool down. Because I was yelling at my screen. Um, just because it was just aggravating me so much. Just the fact that everybody saw that it was happening, but nobody did a damn thing. And um, I was like, how can people be this stupid? And then I realized that everybody around the world... There's always somebody doing this to themselves and nobody realizes it because nobody really wants to see it. And so it kind of just like opens your mind to all of the things that might be happening. And like if somebody tries to come and talk to you about something, don't just like brush it off. Listen to what they have to say and don't just tell them to just forget about it like that stupid ass counselor did. Like you need to listen to them and um, hear them out and like try and help them like... Um, I remember some of my friends, uh, they hated me for it, but eventually they, like, actually appreciated it. They, uh, were cutting themselves, and I told them that they needed to stop because it was dangerous to them or whatever, and, um, I was like, you need help. And they were like, I don't need help, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if you don't stop, I'm gonna go to the counselor, and she's gonna do something about it. And, uh, they were like, don't do that, that's stupid, blah, 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 I can stop whenever I want, blah, blah, blah. And when I saw, like, new scars or whatever, I was like, that's it. So I went to the counselor, and I was like, I'm worried about my friends. Like, they're cutting themselves, and they're hurting themselves, and I feel like they need help. So they hated me for it because they got called into the counselor's office, and they had to do, like, some counselor sessions. But eventually, they... But now, they're, like, living their life happy and um, with, like, their significant others and all of this stuff. And um, it's just... I know, like, it's not... I'm not saying, like, if I wouldn't have gone to the counselor, they'd be dead. Like, I'm not saying that. Right. But I know that I helped them a little bit. Because if I wasn't there to help them, then they'd probably still be cutting themselves. Like, I don't know what would have happened if I didn't, like, step in. And so it, it's just, like, all of these emotions, like, just bottled up. But then at the same time, there's people out there now doing the same thing that Hannah Baker is doing. They're killing themselves and leaving behind tapes for people to listen to. Seriously? Yeah, there's been cases of that where it's copycat suicidals, which is why a lot of people do not want this up anymore. They don't want it up and they don't want it to be broadcasted because of that reason. There's copycat suicidal people and they'll do that. And so... I mean, I appreciate what they were doing, and I'm glad that they brought that attention to everybody, but at the same time, there's people out there who think that nobody cares about them, and and they're in a very low place, and they see that all the attention that Hannah was getting from those tapes after she was gone, and so they just think, if I do that, somebody's going to finally realize, hey, I'm here. And we shouldn't even be realizing that after the fact we need to be realizing that before the fact so if somebody ever comes up to you and talks to you about something don't just brush it off you need to listen to that crap because it could mean life or death for some people you never know what they're feeling inside you might be their last hope you might be the 13th tape you don't know and it's I was like, I was just getting so heated, and I was actually on um, Discord with a couple of my friends who were playing video games, and I was like yelling into the mic, and I was like crying, and I was, I was just so emotional, and um, my friends were like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, I'm not okay." And so 
eventually when I finally finished the last episode, I was just so distraught. Like I, I had to like leave the chat room. I had to like close down like Netflix. I had to just close it. And um, one of my guy friends, uh, he, he messaged me. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he was like, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, sure. And I don't think he was expecting the whole entire, like, freaking paragraph I sent him. Because I, I talked about Hannah. I talked about my friend David. And then I also talked about, like, some conversations that I have with people. Because, like, I'm not suicidal or anything. I'm not. But it, I've always wondered, like, if something did happen to me, how many people would actually be sad about it? You know? Like how many people would be affected by the fact that I'm not here anymore and I know when you bring this up to people and this is one thing that kind of like ticks me off sometimes because like when you bring it up to people they just go oh I'll miss you and kind of just like brush it off because nobody wants to talk about death nobody wants to talk right. about it but like when, when you say hey I don't think anybody's going to miss me when I'm gone you can't just brush that shit off like you don't know what's going in your mind like granted people know me and they know I'm never going to like kill myself or anything because I I don't want to do that to the people around me plus I my life isn't great but it's not so shitty that I'm willing to end my life for it but it's just the fact that when I if I ever do talk about it people just brush it off and say oh I'll miss you and then try and change the subject. Like, wow. no, talk about it with me. Don't just say, yeah, I'll miss you. Because you're one person out of, like, the hundreds of people I know. Like, I know my family and um, and all, like, my family's going to miss me, obviously, because they're my family. Like, mm-hmm. that's usually what happens. But, like, with the friends. Like, right. are the people that I don't talk to anymore going to miss me when they find out? Or are they just going to be like, oh, yeah, I used to know her. Right. Whatever. Like, are my close friends going to miss me? I know they're close, but, like, some people might just be like, oh, well, we had a good run. And it's just, sometimes, like, I, I overthink a lot. <laughs> like, right. I get into my brain. I get into my brain so much that sometimes I'm just like, would, like, any of this, is, like, anything that I do in my life even, like, worth it? Like, is it, like, people do, people actually... Uh, gain something in their life with me in it. Like, if mm. I wasn't here, would they still be the same person they are today? And Or if I just vanished, like, what would happen? Like, would they be sad? Like, what would be going on? So, like, it's just aggravated me to a point because, like, you don't know what's going on in somebody's mind. You don't know what's going on in somebody's heart. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, I've become hella good at faking a smile. Like, my whole high school career, my whole high school career, half the time it was a fake smile, a fake laugh, and all of that stuff. Because, I mean, it's high school for one, so nobody's always happy at high school. But, like, there was stuff going on in the background that I just didn't want to talk to people about because I was also the person that everybody came to for their problems and their emotions and their feelings. And I didn't really have anybody for that. Like, I thought I did, but it usually got like turned around to where they started talking about themselves and I would just be like, Oh, okay. And just like start listening. And so I never really had somebody like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had my mom, but sometimes you don't need a parent. Sometimes you need like a friend and I didn't really have that. 
Now, I, I realize now that I do have that um, at least in one person. Um, and she's my best friend. And I, I'm so grateful that I have her because I know that I can come to her and talk to her. And she knows that she can come and talk to me. And we kind of just, like, bounce our feelings off each other. And it's just... Like, I was talking to another one of my friends, actually, about the whole, if I was gone, nobody would really miss me. And he looked at me, and he was like, I would. And I was... And then it was kind of like a... It kind of made me feel awkward, because, like... Um, it's not because of the reason, like, he said it, but, like, it was because he said it, and I, like, actually felt the emotion behind... Mm-hmm. what he said for like the first time somebody actually like it actually felt like somebody meant that they would miss me and so I got actually uncomfortable with the fact that dude this dude's serious so I tried to jokingly because we were in like a group setting so I tried to jokingly say oh well he wouldn't miss me and the guy looked at me and he was, was like he would probably miss you the most and I, I was like oh god like, like I mean because it's, it's weird, because, like, you look for that, like, emotion and, and then that trueness in somebody's eyes when they say that. But then, like, the moment I found it, it became, like, a, holy crap, he's serious. Right. And then that's kind of, like, when I realized I found true friends. Like, I found them. And, um, like, I found the people that if I vanished within the next day, would be truly sad if I was gone. And it kind of made me feel really good inside, because it kind of reassured me like hey somebody's there um and sorry i'm rambling but no it's I just, fine i i felt like i've been wanting to say all this to somebody at some point just because um i tried talking to somebody else about it and they kind of just were like oh, okay Brittany," but it just like every october 30th I cry because that's the day that David left. And like I don't cry in front of people. I I don't I'm not that type of person. I, I cry in my bed alone. Um and like I've finally gotten to a point where I don't cry when I talk about it. Um so I can actually like pass on the message about like how he died and um like what we can do to prevent it. Like, hey, don't choke yourself. Um I even, like, made a YouTube video about it, and I remember so clearly when I found out how he died, I actually went to um, the principal at our school, and I was like, hey, we need to make awareness about this and tell people, hey, this is bad. You might think you're invincible, but you're not. Like, this can actually lead to killing yourself. And he told me no, because if we promote it, then more than likely students will want to do it. And that kind of just made me furious. I'm like, you just lost a student because of this why aren't you promote like why aren't you getting it out there telling people about it why aren't you offering counseling for people who might be in danger like why aren't you doing anything and like 13 reasons why just like initiated that even more like people saw what was going on and they just didn't do a damn thing they just let it happen like she lost so many friends and then the one person who could help her was a freaking faculty like staff and he just said oh you'll just have to brush it off like the fuck no don't brush it off freaking find him and just 
do something. And like, I'm, I'm really glad. I forget his name now, but I'm really glad that guy, that guy finally started like doing things about these tapes instead of just listening to them and passing them on. I think right. it was Clay. Was it Clay? Clay. Yeah. I'm like so glad because I mean, now the whole revenge part probably wasn't the best idea, but like, right, kind of. Like, confronting them about it mm-hmm. is something that I was really like happy with because if you just listen to the tapes and like shoo them off it's exactly like ignoring her in real life again you're just going oh, okay that happened push it along and <clears throat> so when I found out that the faculty teacher was actually the 13th tape I was like you damn right you should be the girl came to you talking about how she was she got raped and all this stuff and you just said shake it off like what yeah and so i'm like i'm so glad that clay went to what's his face and had him admit it and like i was cheering like i was in my room cheering for him and it just when it was over i was just so emotionally drained because i was crying i was happy that she was finally like being seen and i was also angry at everybody who just ignored the tapes even after all these clear signs saying that everything was happening and I just just I I have no words like right yeah it's just okay I'm gonna stop talking now okay I, I totally totally uh yeah 13 reasons why I mean the whole controversy thing at one point I get it the other point it's it's all comes down to the parents. The parents need to step in and, you know, look, it needs to be shown. It needs to be shown because, like you were just pointing out, this happens. This is not, yeah, it's not pretty to watch at all, but this is the realest take you're ever going to see. And if you're not okay with your child seeing it, then do something. Either block, you know, change the Netflix password or, you know, don't give them, uh, you know, don't just block them away. Like, try try your best to prevent them from seeing that if you're so worried about it. And and if not, then that's, that's on you. Like, honestly, right. you – look, you are the parents of your child. You want to prevent something? You can't just take it down because, one, Netflix is a large company. And, yes, it's a touchy subject, but it needs to be shown. It's going to be shown one way or another. And there's there's not getting around it. And, honestly, it comes down to parents. Like, the parents need to relax. If you're worried about, you know, your child being with that or if you're not sure if your child is like you know if because you know kids don't really speak up you know no one ever wants to talk about what they're feeling you know suicide depression or anything like that and if you're worried that your child could be that you know suffers with depression and suicide then you need to prevent them from seeing that whether it's you know like i said changing the password to your netflix prevent it i mean because yeah seriously the thing is, is, I've noticed that parents don't know. Like, right? they just, they don't see it. Um, because what I've seen, and I mean, I don't see a lot of suicidal people, but what I have seen, 
um, is they're really good at faking it. Oh, God, they're, yeah. Yeah. So the parents don't see it because they just see this happy teen who um, is, like, upstairs doing her homework or his homework. Right. They just don't see it. And so, I mean, I can't... Like, I understand what you're saying about how the if the parents think it, but in all honesty, if they think so, they either need to get their child counseling or talk to them. Don't just yeah. block the 13 reasons why. Right. You, you need to, like, talk to them. And um, you just... Uh, I don't know. It's just... I don't think it's fully the parents' fault. Um, right. I do think that you need to have that relationship with your child where they know that they can come to you about anything. Um, but you should also have like a good communication with your child to where you can initiate the conversation, not just wait for your child to come up to you and talk. Because a lot of times that doesn't happen. Like my mom and I, we have a great relationship. I tell my mom everything. Granted, she might not want to know everything, but I tell her everything because that's just our relationship. I know that I can come to her and she won't judge me at all. She, she'll listen, she'll give me her advice, and then that'll be the end of it. But I've had a lot of friends who are rude to their parents. They're, they're yeah. rude to their parents. They have a very bad attitude, and they, like, cuss at their parents, which if I ever cussed at my mom, I'd get slapped so hard in the face. Yeah. Like, just... And I look at that, and I'm like, how, how can you have that relationship with your mom or mm-hmm. your dad? Like, I don't understand, because if I had that relationship with my mom, I'd be lost. Right. Because my mom is, like, my big... She's like my the biggest supporter I have. She's my stone. Mm-hmm. Um, she helps me through everything, and I know that if I was upset or having like problems, I would go to her or my friend or somebody. Just like I wouldn't let it fester. And I mean, granted, the biggest problems that I have in life right now are guys. But <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't know. Well, you never know. Um, it's just like. But it, I don't know, it just, if you, if you ever have, like, if you even have the slightest bit thought process that somebody might need help, help them, try and talk to them. Like, maybe, like, they might tell you, no, I don't want to talk. Don't pressure them into talking, because that's just going to make them aggravated even more. But, like, at least they know, hey, you tried. And, um, like, I remember reading this story about, um, this... I believe he was Asian. This Asian kid was walking home, and these bullies came and just, like, trashed his textbooks on the ground, blah, blah, blah. Well, then this kid came up and was like, hey, let me help you. And then, like, they started talking, and they actually became really best friends. Well, that Asian became valedictorian. And when he was in his valedictorian speech, he actually brought his best friend up because he said that that day he was going to go home and kill himself because of all of the bullies and all of the things that was just happening in his life. But the thing that made him change his mind was the kindness that his best friend showed him on that day. And so, I mean, when I read that, I was like, that just proves that you don't know what kind of impact you can have if you just try. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. Like, that's why I try and smile at everybody I make eye contact with or kind of, like, nod or something just to show, hey, I see you. We made eye contact, which is kind of weird because I don't know you, but we still make eye contact. Like, I'm going to acknowledge you. Like, I'm not just going to, like, stare at you weirdly. And so it's just... 
Like, you just don't know what a smile or, like, a kind gesture can do to somebody. Like, you just don't know. That's why I try and be as nice as I possibly can um, to anybody that I meet. Like, granted, I'm shy. I'm so shy when it comes to meeting new people. But I, I try really hard to keep a conversation going. I try really hard to be nice. Like, if they need a few extra bucks to pay for something and I have it, I'm like, hey, I got you. Like, you don't have to pay me back. It's whatever. I don't care. Just... I, I just try and help people just because I have read these stories about um, people who overcome suicide or the people who have committed suicide and then I've felt it firsthand as a best friend who like lost their best friend um, like early on I felt the pain that comes with it and I still feel the pain every October. October, I used to love October. October is my favorite month. And it still is, but at the same time, it's one of the saddest months because that's when he left. That's when he went away. And so every October, I'm still, like, happy in myself, but it's still kind of like a a dimmer happy. And it's because all I think about is him pretty much because he left me. Literally the day before Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. And I know he didn't mean to. And I know he was just playing that stupid game. But it... The choking game, by the way. In case nobody knew what I was talking about. Um, it's a very deadly game where you uh, choke yourself um, to almost the point of passing out. And then the blood rushes up to your brain cells and you get this high. But the problem is, not only is that killing your brain cells, but if you, if you go too long, you can kill yourself or give you brain damage. And kids don't know that and like teens don't know that and all that stuff and so when they do it they think nothing's happening and they're just getting a slight high without doing any drugs and they think it's so safe and everything but really they're endangering their lives it's they're endangering their lives a lot more than like marijuana or um alcohol or anything like that can do like i know alcohol is dangerous if you're like driving and stuff but choking yourself is a lot more dangerous especially like if you're with doing it with a belt or a rope because um, if you if you hang too long, you're gone. You're you're just done for. And it's just like when I found out about it, I didn't believe it. Like I I was like, that's not possible. Um, he wouldn't do that. And then I found out it was true. And I was like, he didn't seem sad. Like he didn't seem like anything was going on. But then the more that I read about like suicidal people, nobody saw it coming. Because they were always, like, the happiest. And they always were most willing to do things and, like, hang out with friends and everything. And I was just like, did I really... Was I really that blind to not see what was going on? Was I really that stupid? And then I found out it was because of this game. And that just made me angry. Because not only did I feel like I could have done something to, like, prevent it, but then I was angry at him for even thinking that this game was even a smart idea. Because it's called the choking game. Like, who in their right mind would play this game? Like, it just, it aggravated me to no end, thinking that he thought, that he was one of those kids that thought he was invincible and could survive this game when it's, you're choking yourself. Like, you're literally cutting off your oxygen flow for this, and it just... It just blew me away. And so when 13 Reasons Why came out, 
I wasn't gonna watch it because I found it found out it was about suicide, and I was just like, I don't think I can like go through those feelings again, you know. And I I kept seeing it and I kept seeing it, and I was like, you know what? Whatever, I'll try it. And I started watching it, and then first episode became the second episode, and just so on and so on and so on. And when season one ended, I. I was kind of like a loss for words. I was angry. I was happy. I was sad. I, all these emotions just like ran into one. And then at the same time, I wanted to know what was ha- going to happen with the counselor. I wanted to know what was going to happen with the school, with Clay, with uh, what's his face that drives the Tony? muscle cars. I think Tony. It's Tony. Yeah, Tony. I wanted to find out what was going to happen with everybody else because like. <laughs> I want to know what happens. Like, I want to know what happens after everybody realizes, hey, we are the reasons. And, like, honestly, um, first of all, she shouldn't have killed herself. Like, nobody should kill themselves. Everybody is worth something to somebody. Even if you think you're not, somebody cares about you. And somebody will bawl their eyes out. Like, granted, family members are supposed to cry and they're supposed to care and all that stuff. But I'm talking about friends. I'm talking about your significant others. I'm talking about your friends. I'm talking about your close friends, the friends that you didn't even realize that were actually your friends. Anybody that you've come into contact with at some point or another cares about you. So the moment you decide to end your life, you're hurting all of those people. And nobody underst- like nobody thinks about that at the time that they're doing it because all they can think about is how bad life is. And honestly, life is not that bad. Like, yeah, you might be going through a rough pup rough patch right now but just think about like when you're older and you're waking up to the person like you're waking up next to the person that you love and you're going into your child's room to wake them up for school and you're cooking pancakes and eggs and you're just dancing around in the kitchen with your significant other and you're just happy like that's one of the things that actually gets me through the day is because especially on stressful days because I just think one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be the happiest I've ever been. One day, I'm not going to be stressed. One day, I'm going to have a kid who loves me and I'll love it. It. <laughs> Him or her. Um, and I, I'm going to have a husband who cherishes me and um, cares for me and would die for me. And I would do the exact same thing. Like, I know one day I'm going to have that not perfect marriage, but it's going to be perfect enough for me. And that's something that gets me through the stressful days because I know one day that I, I will be stress-free and perfectly content and happy with my life. So, like, the days at college where I'm just completely overwhelmed with everything that's going on, like with work, when I get yelled at by customers all day, I just think to the future. And like I said, I'm not suicidal. I'm not... Um, I know all these things that I'm saying make, make it seem like I am. I'm not... I like my life. It's good. It's great. I just, just some of these things go through my head um, because my brain is constantly thinking and it's constantly going. And so when I see other people, I always wonder like what's going on in their life. Like, are they actually happy with their life or is it just some like ploy to make everybody seem like they're happy? And it's just, I want to do everything I can to like help them even though I don't know them which 
I mean, it's kind of weird if I just walk up, I'm like, hi, you look sad, can you help? Um, so, I mean, I don't do that, but, like, I look at them and I'm just like, I really hope somebody, like, who knows them notices and actually takes, like, note of the fact that they're sad and try and help them. And, and sorry, I, I'm going on a tangent again, but it just, it's just really passionate to me. 13 Reasons Why and The Choking Game. It's like getting awareness for this stuff is really passionate and for me because I don't want people to go through what I went through. I don't want I don't want people to feel the heart-wrenching pain of losing a best friend because it's it's like losing a family member that you truly truly love but times three. And you might not agree with me with that one, but it's for me it's times three because the family members you were birthed to, but your best friends and your really close friends are there by choice. They don't they're not put in your life and made to stay with you. They're there by choice. You become close by choice. You bought, like get those relationships, you become like family and when that type of family member like leaves you're crushed because you know that there's nobody else like them. Like, you you know that once they're gone, they're gone. And it's... Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like your heart's being ripped into tiny little pieces over and over and over again. And it's like you can't make it stop. And you remember all of your family members that passed away, but when your friends pass, because it's, it's really rare for a friend, especially at a young age, to pass. Like, you don't expect it. Like, I never thought in eighth grade that any of my friends would be gone in an instant. Like, I never thought. And I remember so clearly our last conversation. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt because he said for Halloween he was going to be Hawaiian. And um, he was so funny. God, I loved him. He was so funny. He, uh, We were, like, laughing and talking, and we were talking about Halloween, and I told him how I wanted to be a sorceress and um, all of this stuff. And so he walked me to my bus, and I got on. And honestly, if I would have known that that was the last time I was going to see him, I would have hugged him or something or, like, told him, like, hey, everything's going to be all right or something. Even though I know that he didn't do it on purpose, it's still... I still wish I would have done something a little bit more. Like, hey, like, don't do anything dangerous or, like, be safe or something. Just, I don't know. If I if I would have known that that time would have been the last time I was going to talk to him, I would have done something more. Like, I wouldn't have just been, like, bye, see you Monday. I would have done something. Right. I've been talking too long. Sorry. It's totally fine. It's really fine, but yeah. So, 13 Reasons Why. It all comes down to you. Watch it or not. And if you're going through that, like Brittany said, get help. And if you're a parent that doesn't want to want their child to watch this show, block the Netflix. Get rid of the Netflix. Do whatever to prevent it. And, again, talk to your kid. Get them to counseling. Do something. So yeah, alrighty, let's go to on some happy thoughts. Uh, Game of Thrones! Put the suicide hotline in the description of this video, please. Put the what now? Suicide hotline, do you not know about that? I do not. 
Will you send okay. me that after the show? Uh, yeah, but I'm going to just explain it real quick in case people don't know. So the suicide hotline is, um, like, if you don't feel like you have a parent to talk to or your friend to talk to, you can always call the number and um, people will be always on the line. I believe it's 24-7 to talk to you and help you through your problem. Um, if you feel like you're really close to that point of cutting yourself or taking the pills or just hanging, really, um, they're there to pretty much talk you down from it and, like, help you through your problems so you don't go through with it. And that's if you feel like you're completely alone or if you just feel like you can't talk to anybody else. All right. Uh, That will be in the description of this video. All right. Game of Thrones. So how excited are you that winter has finally came Jon Snow. On a scale. <laughs> so on a scale from Ned Stark to Jon Snow, you would say Jon Snow. I love Jon Snow, so heck yeah, I'm excited to we see him. We all again. love Jon Snow. I mean uh what's his name? Bran Stark is still kind of my favorite uh character on the show, but Jon Snow is definitely up there as well. I mean, cuz Bran is kind of you don't know what he's going to do. Like, yeah, he can see uh, certain things with the raven and whatnot, but I feel like there's more to it, and something's gonna happen with him, and I can just tell. But yeah, I am. I'm so ready for winter to finally come. I mean, what was that that episode in season five where they they fight the White Walkers, and what is it? Uh, John Snow. Up Hodor? The what? Oh, okay. You might not be bringing up him. Never mind. Wait, what? Continue. Now? I thought you were bringing up Hodor. Oh, Hodor. Oh, God. Let's not even start with that. God, that, I that cried. killed me. Just... See, the thing is with that one, I... Okay, I didn't cry, but I was, like, so in shock. I just... Yeah. I, I couldn't. And, like, my friend Perry and I, we actually uh, watched the seasons to, like seasons together. And so yeah. he knew what was going to happen. Oh. And uh, so I, I was just, like, watching on my merry way or whatever... And I saw, um, I saw a young Hodor, and I was like, "Oh, he's adorable!" But why yeah. are people picking on him? I don't understand. And like, he actually talked, and I was like, "Oh, he can actually speak more words than Hodor." Yeah. And I'm not gonna ruin it because just ruin it. If you have, you're no. not on the Game of Thrones hype train, uh, whatever. I don't care. Just spoil it. God, we had to talk about this. Oh, okay. So it like I was so in shock, but. What happened was, is the young Hodor saw Bran Mm -hmm. in the vision or whatever. And I think it was Bran who started yelling, hold the door or something. Somebody started yelling, hold the Um, door. Yeah, it was the uh, the lady who, uh, what's her name, that carries Bran or whatever. I don't know, but and she that's started when going, he was hearing her screaming, "Hold the door!" Yeah, and he started having a seizure. Seizure, uh, and he was like, "Hold the door! Hold the door! Hold door! Hold door!" And when <laughs> I, when I heard that, I like because Perry and I are on Discord when we're watching these. So like when I heard that, I went completely silent. Like there was no breath, there was nothing. Yeah. And my friend Perry was like, Brittany. I was like, yeah. He was like, are you okay? I was like, no. And he was like, are you crying? I went, no. He was like, you want to talk about it? No. <laughs> I was just, yeah. I was so distraught. Like, I, I turned off my computer. 
I turned off everything, went to lay in bed, and I, like, FaceTimed Barry, and he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I don't, I don't have words to speak about this, because, like, I, like, it was kind of, like, tears and speechless, because, like, I realized why he only says Hodor, because I remember, like, way in season one, I looked at Perry, and I was like, does he say anything else but Hodor? Like, Jesus, this is getting annoying. (laughs) And now, like, in, uh, in the last season, when he was like, Hodor, Hodor, and I was like, oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. Come back to me. I was like, no. And it's just, and then he, he's gone, and I'm just like, Hodor, Hodor. And then, what was it? Oh, like, right after we watched that episode, it was, um, what did he say? Oh, it was like a commercial of this mm-hmm. guy watching um like on his phone and it was like some uh tv provider thing and so he was going to the elevator and this was literally right after i watched this episode with hodor and the guy who's watching his phone sees the elevators closing he goes hodor and oh my god (laughs) like i and um it was when uh, oh, I remember, because it was when I was on spring break with Perry and oh, Tyler, and God. that happened, and they, and Tyler was, like, didn't know what was going on, but Perry looked oh at me God. with, like, such sadness in his eyes, and I just went, oh, Hodor, <laughs> no, Hodor, <laughs> I just, and, and Tyler was like, what's going on, because Tyler's only, like, halfway through, mm-hmm. I don't know if he finished it, but when, at the time, he was only, like, halfway through, so he doesn't know about Hodor, yeah, and so I was, I looked at him and I was like, Hodor. Yeah, Hodor. <laughs> it's code. It just, it's I, like, just, it's like, I'm not going to say it, but get ready to right. have buckets of tears next to you. Just bring a bucket. God. Yeah. Hodor. I mean, I, I when I first, when we're first introduced to Hodor, I wasn't like, uh, all right. It's like. At one point, I was like, hmm, it's fine. Oh, oh, he's a charming right. character. Oh, him and Bran are the best. I'm like, oh, okay. This is cool. And then, you know, I started to uh, love Hodor. And then that scene happens, and it's setting up, and I'm just like, I I have a bad feeling about this. And then, you like, the moment younger Hodor looks at Bran, I was like, my heart dropped. I was like, Oh I God! I was like, this, this nearly happened with Ned Stark, but you know when it says, you know, he looks at uh, Bran Stark. I'm like, oh God, he sees him. What's going on? And you know, Hodor's holding the door, and the, that that uh, that lady character was screaming, "Hold the door!" And you can just hear it in the the past or whatever. And Hodor drops, and he's just, you know, he's saying, "Hold the door! Hold the door!" Hodor, Hodor, right. and I'm and like, like you, you, no, oh my god, I was like, this was like freaking the hell out of me, I was like, and the whole time I always wondered, what did, what does Hodor mean, I'm like, and now that I know, I'm like, oh, god, and Dude. I was like, I was a mess, I was like, and that's, a, oh, yeah. if there's one thing I love about Game of Thrones, and this is mainly why I love it so much, is because it's unpredictable. You never know who's going to get it next. And the fact that it was Hodor, I was like, you 
bastards. Oh my god. I was just like, oh, this is not great at all. And, you know, my, uh, my mom forwarded a, uh, a picture or whatever, because I was on uh, Twitter just being like, I'm not okay. That was a great episode, but holy shit, I'm not okay right now. Fuck all of you. Like, oh my god. And then, you know, I said, I, I mentioned, like, Hodor or whatever, and you know, I didn't spoil it or whatever, but I was just like, oh god. And then my mom forwarded a message from a friend, and she sent it to me, and it was basically a meme that said, hold the door. And, you know, a guy says, hold the door, and the guy that's supposed to hold the door was like, just burst into tears. I was like, and I texted back, I was like, you are just fucking evil today, aren't you? (laughs) I was just, yeah, Hodor just going out like that I was like oh my god it's heroic but oh my god that's not the way I wanted to see him go out like I didn't need to see him die like that like he could have like like don't show me his death like particularly because oh my god I'm oh I'm a mess but oh god anyways (laughs) let's not talk about deaths in this uh, freaking show I mean granted I love it that it's very unpredictable and you don't know who's gonna get it but the White Walkers versus the, uh, you know, Jon Snow or whatever, and he has that sword that can actually kill White Walkers. Fucking awesome. And uh, it was that moment where, you know, a White Walker's about to kill him, and Jon Snow has the uh, the sword. I don't I think it's Valerian sword, uh, Steel or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, he blocks it, and Jon Snow doesn't know what the hell is going to happen. Because every sword he used before was just being cut down. And it's like, ugh! And Jon Snow, and then, like, he actually blocks it. The sword doesn't break. And Jon Snow is like, just has that realization. He's like, oh shit. I just, I did that. And then it fucking, you know, unblocks. And it smacks the White Walker down. And I was like, that is just the best fuck yeah moment I've ever seen on the show. But yeah. Game of Thrones... And I remember, like, how I got into Game of Thrones. I was never into uh, that kind of uh, genre. Uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, like Lord of the Rings type stuff or whatever. I was never into that, but I heard a lot of great things. And one of my idols, my uh, celebrity idols, Kevin Smith, and, you know, I would listen to his podcast and they would just talk about it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to binge it. I'll, I'll see how it goes. And I started it and I just... And I knew, like, you know, the wet, the the red wedding or whatever. I knew what was going to happen. And, you know, as I watched the show, I was like, holy crap, this is one ballsy show. And I love it. And I love that it's only 10 episodes long and an hour or whatever. And it's great. I mean, uh, yeah, Joffrey, oh my God. I, I couldn't have been more excited that he just went out like that. I was like, fucking finally. Like, holy Christ, I couldn't take this guy anymore. I was about to, I was just like, God, someone needs to kill him. Like, holy crap. Yeah. But I think my favorite characters, my top three, of course, are all dudes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Bran Stark, Jon Snow, and Tyrion. I just, like, my favorite moment besides, you know, Cal Drogo, who is now playing Aquaman drops the like the liquid gold onto uh Daenerys's brother and mm-hmm. he's like crowned for a king and I'm like oh it just oh it was so brutal and it was great and 
I love Game of Thrones so much, and I it's hard to say who's my favorite character. I mean, even though we don't get enough of Bran, he oh. he's something. He's something. He's a character to look out for. And Jon Snow, of course, is amazing. I mean, but honestly, Arya Stark gets the worst of it. I feel like Arya just really Kinda gets the worst of it. I mean, really, <sighs> just poor girl, like. First off, she tries to come and see her mother, and then, you know, she gets killed. And yeah, there's a lot of death in this this show. But honestly, it's it's worth the watch, and especially like anyone who's not into that kind of like Lord of the Rings type stuff or whatever, whatever you call it, um, watch Game of Thrones. It's only ten episodes, and it's just it's character driven, and it's like the best thing ever, and. My favorite moment in Game of Thrones is it's season four, and it's when Tyrion loses his shit. And it's it's the court day. You remember this? Yeah. Like, he's uh, he's being blamed for killing Joffrey when he really didn't. And right. he's all calm and whatnot. And that's the thing I love about Tyrion. Yeah, he has his moments where, like, he has to, you know you know slap like joffrey for example like he had to slap joffrey just be like act like a king god damn it like when chaos is going around he's very wise never really loses his crap or whatever i mean he has his moments or whatever but but he's very calm and wise and when he gets screwed over in the court and you know the the girl he was you know hooking up with comes in and it was like telling it was basically telling the truth in some parts and you know she but she did lie about killing Joffrey or whatever and Tyrion was just like please don't just don't do this and finally you know <laughs> she she just goes all I was to you was a whore and that's when he just lost it and he's like he just turns around so viciously and it's like I saved you all and it's just like and he's just like I wish I really wish I did kill Joffrey because just ah, uh, I just loved it when he lost it and just he kills his dad on the toilet and that was just that was amazing I was just like yeah that old asshole was just ah, uh, god but yeah uh, what's your favorite moment from Game of Thrones Alright, well, um, I'm going to first talk about my favorite characters. Okay. Uh, I have four. Of course. Wait. Hang oh, on. yeah? Wait, let me make sure it's actually four. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm so glad Ramsey is dead. Yeah. And that's my favorite episode, Battle of the Bastards. That whole fight scene, that whole war battle. Oh, my God. And... What's his name? Bran's the brother, the younger, not Bran, but the other one. God, what's his name? Gets killed, and oh my god! And another moment I loved. One of my other moment, my favorite moments, is when Jon Snow finally gets to Ramsay, and it's just quiet, and it's just him. You know, there's soldiers around, but they're not doing anything or whatever. And Ramsay's just shooting at Jon Snow with these arrows and you know Jon Snow is just blocking them blocking them finally gets to him just smacks it out of his hand and just beats the hell out of him I was like fucking finally like that I just love that scene because it 
you know, the soldiers, and it was very quiet. And all it was, it was just them just, oh, God, it was awesome. But I'm glad he didn't kill him. I'm glad Sansa was kind of the last one to be, like, the one to see him, you know, let him go or whatever. Like, he, she was the one that saw him die because that motherfucker. I mean, I... I want like him and Joffrey. I don't know who's worse, him or Ramsay or Joffrey. I just I don't even know. So yeah, got your four characters, Brittany. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so Littlefinger. Hmm. The number one. Oh wow. Yeah, he. Uh, I know he's like not very good. He's in but, it for himself, basically. Yeah, but I don't know, just. I guess the way he talks and Mm -hmm. just the way he, like, acts, I don't know, it draws me in and I like it. I really like it. And no matter, like, how much shit he does, like, I mean, he kissed Sansa for, like, heaven's sake. That was wrong. Yeah. But I was still just like, yes, little finger. Like, every time he comes on, I'm just like, little finger. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then Jon Snow, of course. Um, Cal Drogo. Oh, and yeah. uh, Tyrion. Oh, wow. Very nice. Wow. Definitely different from my list. Um, but overall, I love all the characters. I mean, just, I don't, like, I don't plan on reading the books at all because they're... Oh, heck no. You have them? No, no. Oh, I was about to say. They're pretty thick from my understanding, but yeah, I, I love Game of Thrones. I'm so happy I'm on it. And God damn it. I'm so ready for the next season because the way, if you remember how it ends, the last thing you see is Daenerys heading to King's Landing and Cersei is on the throne. And I'll never forget when it ended. I literally was like, shit is about to go down. Like, in the worst way possible. Because Daenerys has the, uh, uh, the, the army, the unbeatable army. And, yeah, shit is not going to be pretty. And I love, and every teaser I've seen so far is like, it's going to be, it seems like it's going to be Daenerys against Cersei. What it feels like what it's drawing up to. But meanwhile, you got, (laughs) winter is coming. And at the end of the day, I loved, and Davros basically sets it up right. And he's basically like, you know, it doesn't matter who's fighting you each other each other the real war is coming and just ah i i'm so excited and apparently this season is only going to be seven episodes and the last one is six episodes and this is this is the show this is the ongoing show that i've watched well granted i didn't start it when it first came out but this is the first show that i've watched that i get to see end like wrap up and whatnot and I I don't know what to expect at all. I mean, I've watched, you know, all, like, seasons of a show, but I was never watching it current day or whatever. I never... So, I mean, that's that's one reason to be excited. But honestly, Winter's coming. Cersei and Daenerys are going to go at it. I, I mean, I hope so, because, God, this is Game of Thrones, man. I just... Uh, I'm so glad. I'm just... I'm, I'm fucking ready, and so... Yeah. Any last thoughts on Game of Thrones? I'm really excited to see Littlefinger again. Oh, 
Yeah. And Jon Snow. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, oh, By so. the way, um, my friend and I have, I mean, I guess everybody could probably have this realization, but my friend and I, we both think that Jon Snow is actually a Targaryen. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what it, I think that's what it is. I think he is Targaryen. Because that, remember in um, the vision with uh, mm-hmm. old uh, Eddard Stark or whatever, he uh, he mm-hmm. was, there was a woman giving birth and that was... Yeah, yeah. Jon Snow's mom. Yeah. Just, so yeah. Like oh, God. I, it's just, I'm so ready. All right. Let's get into the meat and, well, no. Let's, let's start off. Okay. We have a few uh, subjects. Okay. Black Panther. Real quick. <laughs> I'm, I, I just, Black Panther. Look, I've said it before. Black Panther was the real highlight for me in Civil War. And they came out with a teaser and a poster. Now, the poster for me could have been done better. It looks photoshopped as hell to me. I mean, it just looks really terrible. But um, the teaser makes up for it. And teaser is about two minutes long. And it's pretty insane. But I, I fucking love it. I love it. I love that we we see you know it's a big budget film it's a big budget film that it's going to be you know everyone's going to go see it because it's marvel but you're going to see the african culture and grant there has been african cultures and movies and whatnot i get that and but for this it's it's nice to see you know the african culture mixed with you know the marvel universe kind of thing and you know wakanda and all that business and i'm just i'm i'm fucking ready like i I could so see this being like a huge hit because, you know, the demographic is, you know, black people and I just, oh god, I'm so fucking excited, like, uh, I just, no words can describe how excited I am and that whole teaser just, I I loved it. I'm not going to see anything else because that's all I needed. I don't want to see anything else and I'm not going to see anything else because god damn it, that was amazing and I just, I, I'm so ready. I mean... I I am kind of like puzzled that you know the new his new suit has like eyebrows on his mask and that kind of like you know caught me off guard. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird, but I'm sure it'll grow on me. But yeah, Black Panther, February of 2018, the King of Wakanda is coming, and I'm so fucking excited. All on you, Brittany. Oh, it's my turn. Your okay. thoughts, um, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, she literally just watched it before we started, so... Um, let's see. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm, I might butcher his name, because, I mean, I, I really like him, but... T'Challa? His name... Oh, the actor? Huh? Yeah, the actor. actor. Um, oh, oh, Claw? No. no. Bilbo Baggins. Mar- yeah, Martin Bilbo Freeman. Baggins. Martin Freeman. Yeah, see, I was going to say that, but I was I was really <laughs> thinking that I was way too close to Morgan Freeman, right, and there was no right. way... Yeah. Um, but I love him. Like, he's so great. I love him in Sherlock. I oh, love him in uh, uh, Lord of the not Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, the Hobbit. Hobbit. Um, he's just an all-around great actor, and I love him. So when I first saw him in the trailer, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, like, kind of everything after that was kind of just like a, oh, cool, can't wait to see this happen. And it was actually kind of like a, I didn't really know what the Black Panther was actually trying to stop from happening. It, 
I don't right. know. The trailer was kind of confusing to me, but I mean, I'm excited to see it because I do want to see it. And um, it's kind of new and not like redone like the Spider-Mans and the Batmans and the Supermans. It's right. something that's actually like new. So I'm excited to see it, but the trailer didn't give me really hype for it. Right. But that's the only trailer I'm going to see because I don't just go looking for trailers. I just right. wait for the movie. But yeah. From I mean, from my understanding, the way that I saw this trailer, he's basically coming to Wakanda and going to be king because his father died in the uh, Civil right. War. So that that dynamic is going to be interesting. And I imagine uh, there's going to be other tribes that want to be king of Wakanda. And so it's going to be interesting. And the guy that did this movie, for those who didn't know, and who saw Creed, he's doing this movie. Now, for me, Creed... I'm not I'm not big on Rocky at all. Rocky was never my thing. I know what happens in most of those movies, but I saw Creed and Creed was just really amazing and the fact that they got the director Ryan Coogler to do this movie is great and I'm so happy Michael B Jordan is in this and it's because it's a shame uh, I mean what happened in uh, the the yeah Fantastic 4 uh yeah, it's terrible, but it's, I'm glad that he's in the MCU. I really hope he's gonna be uh you know sticking around, you know, because my thought is like okay, you can kill your villains off or whatever, but if they're not like godlike or whatever, you can keep them. Why do we have to get rid of them? You can keep them if they're not like you know Thanos uh, strong or whatever. Why get rid of them? I mean, why get rid of them? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me, and so. Yeah, I just, I'm ready for Black Panther, because, I mean, just, and the fact that in the teaser trailer, there uh, there's some guys shooting at Black Panther, and he's not even, like, he's just taking all those bullets in, and it's just fucking amazing. I just, I can't wait. So, yeah, Black Panther, give it to me now, please. I mean, I, I saw a post on Instagram that said, 2018, <laughs> the year of kings, and... You know, Black Panther, King of Wakanda, and Aquaman, King of Atlantis. Yeah. Give that to me, please. So, alrighty. Let's get into the meat of this, these last two subjects. Supernatural. Thank yep. you. Yep. Finally. Supernatural. Alright. <sighs> I'll, I'll let you take it away. Or do you want me to start? Because I know... Holy crap. Holy shit, it's more like it. <laughs> what the hell is with the last episode? Spoilers. Of this past season. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Why is everybody dying? Yes. Okay. Why? Why I... does Cass die? Why does Crowley die? Why the hell is Mary in another freaking universe with Lucifer? The fuck? And now Dean and Sam are left with baby Lucifer, pretty much. And <sighs> the mama died because obviously freaking 19 oh, year old baby lucifer came out of her vagina that's gonna kill her <laughs> oh my god that's what it was oh my god and so it just like when ow. i just ow. I, like i could kind of see where crowley was like because oh, crowley shit. set himself up he was like somebody's gonna have to die in order to close the portal so oh. like i was sad and i was like oh crowley no and he, he was like Bet you didn't see me doing this and just stabbed himself. I was like, oh no, Carly. Because, like, doing Supernatural, like, doing the uh, shows, I, uh, I, um, I, 
like I, I watch and I'm intrigued and I'm interested mm-hmm. in everything, but at the same time, like I can do both. Like I can easily look up, see what's going on, and look back down, and I'm fine. Right. To like my phone or whatever. But and I was doing that through the last episode, but um, I kind of like looked up when like the devil came through the portal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I saw Crowley, and like they were like doing their little fight or whatever. And then Crowley was like stab, and I was like, <gasps> like mm-hmm. I was like, wait, wait, what is mm-hmm. happening? What are the writers doing? What the hell is their thought process? And then all of a sudden, Cash jumps through, and I'm like, okay, I guess Lucifer's stuck there now. The bigger threat's gone. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden, the freaking just blade, angel blade, just freaking stabs through his chest, and I was like, no. <gasps> No, 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 no. And then, like, you just see the light go out of cast, and I'm like, no, please, no. Yeah. And then Lucifer's like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, what? I, like, yeah. I was, I was like, you're you're so adorable, Lucifer, but please, why did you take the angel away? And it's just, and then Mary and Lucifer, they like jump through the portal again, and then it closed, and then like Lucifer was no, and I was like Mary, why? And so then like Dean and Sam has literally lost everybody. They've lost their hunters because of the yep. British men of letters. Yep. They've lost their mom again, which Jesus rip open that hole again. They've lost Cass, the freaking best friend in the right. whole entire universe, like and mine, honestly, because like mm-hmm. he's just like a nice little small bean that you don't want to hurt. And then freaking Crowley, he was, like, the evil but, like, good guy who you were secretly rooting for but didn't really want to, like, tell people. And then right. he freaking just stabs himself. And you're just like, Damn. why? What are the writers doing? Why is this happening? Stop. Wait, what? And But, like, at the same time, like, even more spoilers, Jared actually spoiled it. And, uh, because they're doing a Scooby-Doo, uh, mashup. I with saw that. On I well, saw that. And I am um, so excited for that. I saying, just... I, it's gonna be one of those episodes where it's just nothing but comedy, but it's still the show. And oh my god, just I when I read that, I was like, "This is fake." And then I read the whole thing, I was like, "Oh, they're really gonna do this." Yeah. And I I was confused at first, but then when I saw the ending uh, of you know the last season, I was like, "Oh, so that's how it's gonna happen." I think. Well, Jared actually let it slip at a convention that uh, him, Jensen, and Misha were all recording lines Oh, um, for season 13. Mm-hmm. And Jared didn't know what he did until Jensen looked at him like, really? Really? <laughs> and like the crowd like erupted in cheers or whatever. And Jared just like <laughs> threw his head down and he was like, uh. And then Jensen was like, it's just a figment of imagination. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. sure. Sure, Jensen. Sure. And so, like, I'm excited because I know Cass is probably coming back, and I really hope it's the same freaking vessel because if it's not Misha, a lot of people are going to riot. Yeah. First of all. And, um, and I hope somehow Crowley does come back because I really do appreciate Crowley. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, he, he literally stabbed himself. Like, eh. right. I don't know how he's going to get back. And I really hope Bobby comes back, even though it's like the alternate universe Bobby, but I really hope yeah. he does come back. Yeah. Um, and I really hope, I actually really do hope Lucifer and Mary come back because that would add a plot to Supernatural instead of just the 19-year-old popping out of the vagina. Um, <laughs> That's the twist. title of this episode. <laughs> what? 19-year-old popping out of a vagina? Yeah, I think I might just title this episode that. So. All right, you're <laughs> oh welcome. Oh, my God. 
Sorry. Oh, like, I saw him great. in the corner. I was like, Jesus, he's 19. Yeah. Where he looks 19. And I was like, that came out of the woman's vagina. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine actual childbirth with just a tiny baby in its head. But now imagine the 19-year-old popping out. She exploded. That's what happened. Yeah. Or Exactly. Well, you did see her body, did you not, I think? I God. have no idea. And I wasn't really looking for it. I was like, I don't want to see her. Right. I don't um, want to see her ripped to shreds. Yeah, seriously. All right. So before we talk any more about the season finale... Take mm-hmm. me back to when it first started with Supernatural. Where did it start? How did you get into it? Oh, God. Um, I was How many little. years ago? Oh, we're not going to expose my age here. Well, they already <laughs> know. Last episode, I believe. I don't believe I told my age, but I'm 19. Yeah, you did. Whatever. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I feel old, but I'm young. Um, I'm, too, I'm a year older than you. How do you think oh. I feel? Dude, I played softball and many other sports. I have a right to feel old. Um, my body's okay, and up. theater wasn't anything for me. Okay, nah. sure. <laughs> all right, um, whatever. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm an I'm old sorry. soul anyway, so I mean, I get um, told that a lot. So I actually got started through my mom. She, um, when I was little, I don't. Let's see. It came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. How old was I in 2005? Yeah, it came out in 2005. I remember that because yeah okay I know that like right of course I know but that. you're just fact checking it <laughs> no I wanted to know how old I <laughs> I was I was eight okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. so I was eight when it came out and my mom she likes the supernatural um, type things like she used to watch right. Ghost Whisper oh. which amazing show by the way Ghost Hunters um, Ghost Whisper oh. Okay. That's a good show. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not one for ghost shows at all because it's like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to show this? I mean, because you never know. It's it's TV for one. It's like you could just be making this up or whatever. So, all in all, I'm well, the same thing with religion. I have to see it to believe it. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of Ghost Whisperer or all that business. Have you even seen Ghost Whisperer? Because that's for a fact fake like it's about this woman who can see ghosts and like yeah well like it's not real like she can see ghosts and she tries to help them pass on to the other side oh so oh it's not a reality show no oh okay okay wow it's on netflix check it out (laughs) my bad um it's on netflix check it out it's really cool oh okay Um, gotcha so the last couple of seasons get a bit iffy and a little too stretching of the truth, like too stretching of fantasy, but it's a really good show. Anyway, anyway. so um, my mom was really into that stuff, so um, I used to like kind of watch this stuff with her, and like that's like I'm a scaredy cat, but like right. when I was eight, I was even more of a scaredy cat, so Uh-oh. that stuff still kind of scared me. So literally, um, the very first episode of Supernatural gave me nightmares. Oh, God. Um, the woman in white. That's what it's called. And, um, mm, yeah. So, but, like, years down the road, um, that was then, this is now, huh? Yeah. Joke. Um, so, uh, years down the road, I, it was, I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, hey, that's kind of like the show mom used to watch. So, I went to rewatch it, and it scared me again, the white woman, because, like, that's the scariest episode out of all of them. Oh. Um, to me, anyway. Right. Um, that and the Wendigo. 
Mm. They're scary. Um, yeah. Well, so uh, I just started like watching them and like watching them and watching them. And um, did you know that it was actually supposed to end after season five? Like I, they weren't supposed to like do any more. I recently heard that, and season five is where they trap Lucifer, right? Season five is where they trap Sam, Lucifer, and um, their brother. Oh, their uh, other brother. Yeah. Okay. Funny story. When that happened, I was like, "That's the end of it." And my mom was like, "No, it's not. How are they going to get him out?" I was like, I, I, it, that, <laughs> "That's out. what really felt like." So, wow. Yeah, I recently heard that that was a season five that season five was supposed to end right there at the whole show and i was like so i was right i was kind of right i mean i was basically right because that's how i i was like so that's the end of it wow that was that yeah was but dark. like a lot of people a lot of people kind of rioted because they ended it where it was obvious that sam came back because he was standing in their light right and dean was all happy with lisa and ben but like it was obvious that sam came back so pretty sure either a lot of people rioted or it was so popular that they were like okay we can write more right and um and so which i mean i'm really glad that they did because like i would be like questioning forever like hey uh, did Sam ever like come back and like say hey to dean or whatever um and so i'm really glad that they did but it's like i'm really glad that they're continuing mm-hmm. it with like they've already been approved for the 13th season like i'm yeah, excited obviously. for it to come because again 19 year old baby lucifer right and uh so i'm excited for that especially i'm excited to see what he actually looks like because yeah. he takes after his father okay real um, quick yes. season f- season five mm-hmm. i that would have been a great way to end it and just left that mystery and everyone else could have just figured it out or whatever and then years down later you know it comes back sam has like you know they have to stop something and you know, Dean is like, you, why did you, why did you let me be, you know, why did you not come back into my life? And it's like, I just wanted you to be happy. And that's what they kind of did in the next season, whatever, for season six. There, He was just like, I just, you had a family to protect and whatnot, and you were happy and no hunting or whatever. And that would have been awesome if they did that. But I understand. Yeah. Continue. But, um... I'm really glad that they're going into 13 seasons and everything, but, like, I kind of, like, I love the show. Like, right. I will watch it until its oh, very yeah. last day, and I oh, will yeah. continue to watch it over and over again. But, like, oh, yeah. the same, at the same time, I'm getting to that point where it's like, okay, you brought Lucifer's child into the world. Once he's defeated, what's next? Right. Like, there's not much you can do. Like, you've brought God's sister into it. Yep. You've brought God into it, which, by the way, I called Chuck the moment he arrived. Mm-hmm. I called it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I kind of was the same way, too. Like, when it was revealed that he was God, I was like, that makes sense. Like, f- deep down, when we were no. first introduced to Chuck, I was like, and he's writing these books, and he's a prophet. I was like, th- I think deep down, I was like, maybe he's God. And then when we finally reveal that he's God, it's like, makes so much sense. No, it, mine was no maybe. Mine was this dude is God. Oh, like um, smart. I even um, I was talking to Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, you Your know friend. Brian, right? No. Brian Hodginson. No idea. 
Oh, maybe he was after you left. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I didn't leave like that. Calm down. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I moved. Just in case anyone's (laughs) like, "What the hell is going on?" No, I just, I just moved. Calm down. Um. So, uh, we like we're really supernatural friends. Like, I mean, fans and um. We were talking one day, and he like we were talking about who is God, and I was like Chuck's God, and he was like No, Chuck died, and I was like Chuck did not die, <laughs> and he was like he he was like Yeah, he did. I was like I swear to you, Chuck vanished. He like faded out. He didn't die. He faded out. He was a prophet of the Lord, but no, he's not the prophet. He is the mother freaking God right. because um, because first of all. God's probably the only person who's going to write himself in a book because freaking hello, Bible. Right. Um, and so I was like, he's God. Like, he faded away so he can come back again. And so, like, Brian wasn't believing me, so I literally went to YouTube, found the freaking scene where he was fading away, sent that shit to him, and I was like, listen, he is God. Chuck is God. <laughs> he is going to be God. And, like, nobody was believing me. And then finally, when um, the musical scene happened or whatever, um, and, like, Chuck came back because he was the writers, right, mm-hmm. of Supernatural. And when he came back, I was like, bitch, yeah, Chuck's yeah. back. He didn't die. I told everybody, blah, 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 blah. Well, then all of a sudden, when he snapped his fingers and, like, the whole, like, holy grail of, oh, came. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I'm God. And I was like, fuck i told everybody like jesus why didn't nobody listen to me nobody believed right. me but here i am and then like i texted brian and i was like suck it <laughs> like i was just so proud of myself because like everybody was like nah and i was like he's god like no he's he's god like because right. he, he was like i know it's kind of stupid to like add myself into the stories i'm like he's god mm, right okay so um, yeah. what okay all right, this is a two-part question. What's your favorite episode, and what's your favorite moment of Supernatural? I think I know what your favorite moment is, because it may as well be mine as well. Oh, so, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite episode okay. and favorite moment. Okay, well, now I don't want to get the favorite moment wrong. Since... I mean, um, just, just say it, because it, it might be different. I don't know. Right. Uh, okay, so let's start with favorite episode. Um, I like uh, Ghost Fever. I like Mystery Spot, and I like French Mistake. Okay, so for those who haven't those watched <laughs> the show or whatever, it's about okay. two brothers fighting demons and all kinds of shenanigans. So yeah. explain to them those uh, three episodes. All right, Ghost so you Fever. Can't, okay, hold on. You can't, um, out of those three... They're like a dead tie and makes it number one, basically. Uh, I want to say yes, but I feel like I actually watched all uh, three of those the other day. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to watch Ghost Fever first because mm-hmm. Dean's so adorable in Ghost Fever. Right. Because um, he's just like a giant scary cat. He's like, oh man, the flashlight. I'm like, yes, be adorable. Um,. The next one I watched was Mystery Spot because for some reason I just felt like watching. Right. And then I watched French Mistake. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess in that order, since that's the order that I watched them in. Um, 
Okay, so Ghost Fever is um, there's this ghost who got killed by uh, being dragged by a chain, mm-hmm. and um, he turned out I forgot what the specific name was it was for it, but the ghost pretty much uh, in like in in roped fear into all of the um, quote unquote bad guys like the bully stuff, right? Um, and Dean was one of those people, so he became scared and of like everything, like of a tiny dog, right? Guns of just anything, and the way you actually got rid of the ghost was by making it scared. And the one thing it was scared of was the way he died. Right. So they just pretty much killed him again by the same way he died. Um, and of course, he's in iron chain because ghosts can't get out of iron. Supernatural. Right. Um, let's see what was. <laughs> And then mystery spot, um, Gabriel, who is uh, an angel, or is he an archangel? Anyway, he's uh, like the son of God, and um, he is pretending to be a trickster. And, oh, okay. I remember um, this. Right, and he puts Sam into a Tuesday loop, and every single loop he... Um, kills Dean in some way. Like, he oh, got fuck. mauled by a dog, he got hit by a car, he got shot, he That's died by tacos, so electri- electricity, oh uh, falling God. in a shower. And so finally, um, Sam figured it out that it was uh, the trickster and he went to go kill him again and then the trickster promised to make it Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So he did and Dean died that Wednesday. And so Sam was like, I'm just going to wake up again. I'm just going to wake up again. And he didn't. So, like, months passed, and he finally found the trickster again. And um, uh, finally, the trickster made it back to the original Wednesday with Dean alive. And Sam's just like, we need to get out. Like, we just need to leave. And um, so that that was that one. And then the first mistake is uh, Sam and Dean jumped through a window into reality so mm. they jump through the window to a TV set and they go by Jensen and Jared and, and Misha's Misha he's not mm. playing cast anymore yeah. it's actually Misha and it's just funny because you like you see that it's actually them playing it's okay so it's Dean it's them playing Dean and Sam playing Jared and Jensen right. so it's funny yeah Dean is like your name's Misha what's a Misha and I'm just like oh my god yeah and then they're like, I'm something called a Jared Padalecki. <laughs> Why do you sound Polish? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just like those like funny, quirky uh, episodes that yeah. get me. I mean, the uh, the French box, is that that's the one you were just talking about? Um, French mistake. The French mistake. I think my favorite moment of that episode is besides, you know, uh, Dean going like, why is your last name sound Polish? Um, is the moment there's a great shot in it where they're trying to uh, they're trying to get out of this world or whatever and trying to figure out what's going on and whatnot. And Sam is the camera is on Sam, and Sam has the computer and it's covering mostly his bottom face or whatever. And behind him is a big fucking picture of him on a horse riding, and it's oh my god, it was fucking hysterical i just that one shot that's the one thing that sticks out in my mind uh just it it was so great i was just like oh my god this is great and the fact that you got to see jensen's uh 
you know, previous work before Supernatural. Oh, right. And he was like, and Dean was not happy about it. It just, <laughs> it's just so good. I love those episodes. When they have the humor episodes, that's when Supernatural is at its best. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. Okay, and to answer your second question, my favorite scene... Uh, quite a few, actually. Um, I always love when they do the bitch and jerk, and then I felt very betrayed when Crowley and Dean did the bitch and jerk. Mm. Felt very betrayed. Mm. Um, uh, I I love when they prank each other, like when they glued uh, their hand to the bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good scene. Um, uh, there's so much more. Having a hard time. Yeah, because I'm trying to think about it because I know, I know what I'm wanting to say, but just like say I, I can't. Just say it. Well, no, like I can't. I can't. Like I know, I know what it is, and I, I, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't like really remember it, which is bad considering it's one of my favorite scenes. Is but, it? Um, is it from your favorite episode, um, Ghost Fever? I really liked when he did the flashlight one, but uh, oh, that's not and it. Running from the dog. Uh, uh, what what episode was it? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Brittany, you're the supernatural expert. I know, I know, <laughs> but like nobody ever asked me what my favorite like part of like and thing is. Yeah, there's too many. <gasps> oh, I really loved when Dean became a demon. Oh yeah, that was great. I wish that would have lasted longer. I wish that would have been like the main threat I wish he was the main threat of that whole season and that was the season where who was the main villain in that season darkness was it oh yeah yeah cause Dean dies in the last episode he's in episode 2 yeah right okay see I don't know okay so I'm gonna say something and it's gonna sound really disgusting because I'm 19 and he's like close to being 40 but uh, he's really hot. <laughs> and Who? when he had Jensen. Oh. And yeah. uh, when he had those demon eyes in, like, I just, I was like, yes, keep those black eyes. I don't oh. know why, but like, I really <laughs> love the, like, possession, possession black eyes. They just look really cool, and I love it. It just, it just got hot in your room, is what it sounds like. <laughs> the faucet turned on. So, um, all right. You think about your favorite moment. I'll I'll talk about Supernatural. So, I I first got into Supernatural like you, Brittany. My mom started it back when it started, and she got the. Uh, I think she was on when we finally caught up. We were on season three, and that's when we started watching. And she got into it. You know, I can remember it plain as day. We were in Tennessee, and she had uh, Netflix, uh, the DVDs or whatever. Because at the time, mm-hmm. I don't think streaming was a thing just yet. So she brought the DVDs or whatever, and she started watching them. And then, I don't know, I think it was until... Uh, oh, no. When I finally caught up to Supernatural, I was on season four. So at the time, I think I watched everything, and I watched it with my mom. And I remember Cleeter's Day when I was uh, 14, and this was sixth grade. I remember at the time I was uh, at my grandmother's. I was living with her because, 
you know, my mom didn't want me to go to a specific middle school. So I stayed with my grandmother, and I remember clear as day when it snowed one time, I just binged the hell out of season one of Supernatural and just rewatched it and just loved it. And I finally caught up to season four, and I started watching from there. But ever since then, they, uh, and spoilers for Supernatural, it was, I don't know if it was. It wasn't last season, but I think it was the season before, and that was when Dean had the mark of Cain, and they did something that really ticked the fuck out of me. And because for me, I love I love the boys, I love the brothers a lot, and but the and the humor episodes. But the one thing I've always appreciated is that they have great supporting characters, and sure they don't show up every now and then. They, they have, like, cameo, uh, you know, supporting characters. And one of my favorite characters uh, the supporting was uh, Charlie. And they, they killed her off, and I wasn't thrilled at all. I was angry Nobody as hell. Nobody was thrilled. Everybody's pissed at the writers because they always oh, cut God. off the, like, female characters. The yeah. only one who lived long enough is Jody Mills and uh, Claire. Oh, I love Jody. Back. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Charlie gets killed, and I'm like, okay, after this season, I am fucking done. But then it wasn't until the next episode where Dean just gets, like, livid as hell and just takes everyone that killed Charlie out. And I was never, I, from the beginning, I never liked Castillo. I like his moments when he's trying to figure out the uh, mankind and whatnot, and my favorite moments of... Um, Castiel is when he's watching the porno and he's like the pizza porno and he's like why is he delivering pizza to her house and why is he taking all his clothes off and all that business I love it when he's trying to figure it out it's it's the most funniest thing I've like I'll see from him but another favorite moment so of Cass and it was when Dean had the mark of Cain and you know Castiel was like you need to stop like you need to calm down and you know they, Dean and Castiel fought, and for once, I felt like, oh my god, I'm I'm feeling something for Castiel. Like I'm I'm feeling sad, and Castiel delivers this line and just tells Dean is like, you know, you keep this up, everyone that you love is gonna die, and I'm gonna be the only one that's gonna stop you. And I was like, oh my god, Castiel, you just you got me. You, I mean, you're still not my favorite, and I'm not like fond of you at all. But oh my god. Me and you, we had a moment, bro. I just wow. I mean, but overall, Supernatural has been like up and down for me. Like some episodes I'm into, some episodes I'm not. Like last season, not this season, but the last season where they introduced God, and I was like, you know, I was very up and down with that season or whatever. But when it finally, it it just we we saw God, and it was like it was a great payoff i mean for a show that has like 20 plus episodes it i mean recently like i don't know a couple years ago i'm like tv for me is at its best when it's only like 10 episodes i don't need filler episodes and all that bullshit but i will say the one show that i feel that was great with its 20 plus episodes is the flash but anyways supernatural uh when it the last season the season before that just got done when it ended i was like that sh- that could have been the series finale that could have s- that could have been the series finale 
had you mm-hmm. not shown Mary coming back. And so I was like, okay, yeah, that that felt like a, season, a series finale. But I was curious, and I think it did kind of set up the uh, the other hunters, the British, the British men of letters. And I was like, oh, it's going to be British men of letters against uh, the Winchesters. I like that. And it did. And it finally happened. And even after all those painful episodes, um, some of them, it was it was a great payoff. And for me, you know, Supernatural, like, I said I was going to quit the show. But after watching the show from, you know, when I first started, when I really first started watching was from season four to now... I don't see how I can stop this, but I am always like, I'm just waiting for the show to end because I love the boys and I love them all, but it's just like, I can't, I don't know. It's just, I wish it was shorter and then I could appreciate it more. But yeah, ever since they killed Charlie off, I was like up and down with this show. And even with Bobby, with me, Bobby didn't, when Bobby died, I didn't, I was like, fuck, they did that. I was like, Oh my god! But I was like, he—he's gonna come back, but not like mainly there or whatever. And it is what it is. So yeah, for me, my favorite episode—I I really couldn't tell you honestly because I can't remember every episode. Um, but I will say my favorite moment, and it's really hard to choose because it's part of the humor episodes. And so I think I gotta go with the classic uh, where Dean. Freaks the fuck out and uh, ghost fever. You know, they open the locker and he's just jumping up and down, screaming or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my god, I was dying. Another moment of mine has got to be when they're uh, they're they're pretending to be uh, patients at a mental asylum and they oh, break funny. in. They break into to uh, a uh, uh, the morgue to check a body. And a doctor comes in, and she's like, what are you guys doing? And Jensen Dean just, like, gives this goofy face and pulls down his pants, and he's like, pudding. Oh, I've never laughed harder in that moment. Um, Actually, Uh, Zach and I, Zach Rabb, do you know him? Yeah. Yeah, he he and I, we we always joked about that. (laughs) We kind of just look at each other and we go, pudding. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just, uh, it was a great moment. And... Did you uh, do you remember what your favorite moment is in Supernatural? Yeah, okay. Three. There's three. Oh um, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've realized that my favorite is the one that started it all with Dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't been home in a few days. Oh. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And because uh, that's like kind of the thing that starts them all. Like, yep. Off. It sure um, does. My next favorite is the cast entering scene mm-hmm. uh, it's like he freaking breaks all those lights and then all of a sudden thunder and you just see his angel wings and I'm just yeah like, ah. that was cool like, he was a stone hearted person back then but it oh, was yeah. still, like, amazing um and then of course I'll always love bitch and jerk um mm-hmm. and again I did feel really like uh what was it called um I said it before it starts with a D um mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, oh, no. Betrayed. In search of the bee. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I, felt, right. I felt very betrayed uh, when Crowley and Dean said it. But then I thought it was really sweet when um, Dean and the girl who played Sam said it. Because that just showed that Dean oh. was actually accepting of the musical. 
right. and all of that stuff. And yeah. so uh, when he when he went, when she just goes scared, he went bitch. I was like, yes. Yeah. So I, I like that one, but when Crowley and Dean said it, I was like, no, 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 that's not y'all's betrayal. Betrayal. Right. <laughs> so getting to the season finale, for me, uh, I watched it online and I didn't realize it was broken up into two pieces. So the first part was, you know, fighting the British Men of Letters and it it was great. I, I enjoyed it. And then you get to the last part of it and when they were going for that whole, you know, she's having Lucifer's child and I was like, from the moment they started that, I was like, you yeah, you, why would you have this child? Why would you be so accepting of this child? This is Lucifer's kid okay, and okay you need to kill her. I don't like, look, I don't value life especially if it's Satan's son no way am I going to let that happen I was so on board with you know, the other ones being like, you need to take her out. I was like, shit, yeah, you need to take her out. Okay, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but one, Sam and Dean don't kill people, especially innocent people. Yeah, one. I know that. Second, um, the the moment a mother finds out that she can't, there is so much love for that child that you, you can't just immediately switch and say, yeah, you can go ahead. And, like, that just doesn't happen. Right. Um, like... People may think that when it comes to abortions that it's so easy for them to just flip a switch and say, yeah, whatever, I don't care, just kill the child. But that's not true. Like, a lot of thought process goes into that type of stuff. When uh, like it, when you're thinking about it, you, you actually think, hey, this is my child. Like, it's literally the spawn of me. Like, it might be the spawn of Lucifer, too, but it's all the spawn of her. Because it is her reproductive organ, her... DNA mixing with Lucifer's. I mean, yeah, granted, it is Lucifer, so yeah, big bad yeah. Lucifer. But, like, the moment she found out she was pregnant, so much love and affection went into this child that it was hard for her to give it up because she, because you have to remember, she was with the president. Right. So, even yeah, though Lucifer yeah, was in right. the president's body, she still sees it as her and the president's child and she right. wanted a child with the president yeah and that's right so when when she found out she was pregnant with the president's child granted it was lucifer's but um she just so much love and affection went into the child that it is hard to flip a switch and say hey just take the child from me i don't care because she does care and it shows that she does care and she shows that she's being like an actual mother and caring and mm-hmm. she knows that the baby's gonna kill her when the 19 year old pops out but it it's still she still is like hey she even recorded a freaking video saying hey yeah. i'm gonna be gone when you're like alive <laughs> but right. i just want you to know that I cared for you and nobody else really did. I, I looked after you when everybody wanted to take you away. And then um, I'm really excited to see um, if the vision that, I don't know his name because they didn't really give him one, right. um, gave to Castiel because Cass was all for killing the child until mm-hmm. um, they the child gave him a vision. And that vision was of a, like a better place, and right. how the child was going to bring upon this better place. So I'm excited to see where they go with that, mm-hmm. or if the child was lying because he had the spawn of Lucifer and Lucifer's Lucifer. 
And so I'm excited to see where that goes. But, like, when you say that you should just kill Satan, it's not necessarily like that because she is the mother of the child. And, um, like, you wouldn't just go up to your mom and be like, why why wouldn't you abort me? Like, you wouldn't do that. All right, let's not get dark here. Okay. I'm just (laughs) saying. Let's not go that dark. Holy crap. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you wouldn't go up to, like, a mother-to-be and be like, yo, you should just kill your child. Like, No. No. Exactly. Right? Because you know that even, like, even if you did know that somebody's baby was the spawn (laughs) of something, like, it's just. If it's a Lucifer's child gotta go like i'm sorry but you gotta go like we don't need that so i don't see it like that i mean i understand yeah and i get where they were going too like i get that but it was just like it just didn't sit right with me it's like if realistically if this happened yeah it may have went that way but at the end of the day i just feel like i mean if i if that was me i don't know maybe i would have been the same way maybe i wouldn't but on all honesty right now i would have been like get this thing out of me like but then Um, again you can't really get rid of it too because when she did try to kill herself the you know she uh he brought her back so yeah there's really a no-win situation that um, way well okay so yeah i understand where you're going with that one too but um you also have to remember that they also had that egg thing oh yeah that's right (laughs) yeah um so like but that was just, like, another thing that uh, kind of egged the mom on to not get rid of the child because she was like, he does care about me. He does love me. This just proves it because the the child did save her right. no matter how hard. Because she did try and get rid of the child. Like, as much as it hurt her, she did try and kill herself and kill the child. But yeah, the child was yeah, like, uh, right. heck no. And so um, that just made her pretty much loved the child even more because that just proved that the child wanted her to be there even though he was gonna freaking rip her in half with his whole entire 19 year old body but like he wanted her to be there for as long as she possibly could while she was still there mm-hmm. and she wanted to be able to uh you know i think they did give him a name but they never really said it they did i just don't remember but like but uh so i mean she tried like she heard everybody out and she like understood hey this is not a good thing that's growing inside of me right and as much as i love this child and i want him to be brought into the world i understand that he can't and so she did cut her wrist and she was in the bathtub but what's his face name lucifer's child brought her back he saved her and so that just made her realize hey my son even though he is the spawn of evil is going to bring something good because he also gave her a vision as well. And like I said, I'm really excited to see like what they do with that, whether it's I or whether it's like, honestly, like honest to God truth happening up in here um, of like the goodness that's going to come up of uh, um, Lucifer's child. Right. Alrighty. So let's get away from that. Uh, Overall, I, yeah, it's fine. Man, it just got really, it got real. But, yeah, I totally agree. But anyways, yeah, that was, that was really dark. Anyways, um, I really loved, and I told you, I remember sending you a text saying, uh, I'm pretty sure I was like, you're not gonna like what's gonna happen, but for me, 
it was the best season finale that I've seen from this show in a long time. Like, I can't remember the last time I was like, that was a great season finale from this show. And this was one of the, because, like, as you mentioned, as we started on this topic, that they killed Castiel for real this time. I cried. Because, I'm sure you did. Because <laughs> they they did killed him, but he came back overall, and whenever he was infected with the, uh, the Leviathans or whatever, and they killed him off for, like, a minute, and he comes back. But this one, I felt like, Wow, this is this is some Game of Thrones type of shit right now because they they legit killed him, and but I think Crowley went out so amazingly. I always love like Crowley was definitely my favorite demon out of all the demons that we got to know. He was my favorite because he was evil, but then when he just hung around, when he got basically when he started hanging around with you know, the brothers, mm-hmm. he got, you know, what Castiel got was learning about them and whatnot and learning to trust. And, but at the same time, he was still that kind of person that can do evil or whatever. And the fact that he just, he just went out amazingly. And I love that whole, like, you know, they're trying to trap him on the other way. He had to, he was trying to trap him on the other side of the unit. Uh, and this, parallel world or whatever and mm-hmm. so um when he was like you know we need to do a sacrifice i was like who's gonna be the sacrifice i was I like bobby was gonna be the sacrifice i did too I but obviously it. bobby wasn't around i was like where the, okay so all yeah. this is going down where the hell is the other bobby like i don't i don't get it. i guess he just gave him guns or whatever and then you know they you know they have that talk or whatever Lucifer's like, you know, you think you you really think you can take me down. Every time you come up against me, you always fail. And right. Crowley is just like straight up like, you're right. I Green can't bitch. beat you. But <laughs> in this moment, I actually can. Right. Well, well not really. It didn't go well, something like that, but it's just like I can't and just stabs himself. I'm just like, "Holy crap. That's the most heroic thing he's ever done." I mean, he goes out and then kills uh, Lucifer. Kills Castiel, which I knew he was gonna die right there, especially where the where the camera was set. It's like okay, obviously he's dead, but I was kind of taken away. I was like, wow, they they just killed Crowley and Lucifer. I mean Crowley and Castiel. I was like, this is some ballsy shit right here. But now it kind of leads me to believe that. They're obviously kind of come back. Well, I don't think Crowley is because I saw on his Twitter that he's it's it's he's done. Like he'll come. I don't. I think he's like officially done. But I gotta imagine he'll come back. And I do see Castiel coming back, but it's not the Castiel we all know. It's gonna be Castiel from that other parallel parallel world, basically. And I could see Bobby coming back, but not that Bobby. And. Okay, I don't know if it was you. I don't know if it was just me, but did you not think, you know, when Castiel went on to that other world, when they don't show who it is, did you think it was um, John? When it, when they were showing Bobby? When, you know, they gave you a tease or whatever, and then it just went to a commercial or whatever, and then they it's revealed it's Bobby. 
Oh, no. I didn't think it was John. Okay. I, I legit was like, John? Because Castillo had this like moment of like, it's you. And I was like, oh, God. It, if that's John, I'm going to cry. Because, ah, uh, I... That's the thing. Okay. You bring back Mary... You gotta bring back John. I know he. I know the actor, and I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I love the guy so much. He's been in stuff that I've enjoyed him enjoyed him in, and I know he's on The Walking Dead. But God damn it, you gotta bring John back just one more time. I mean, you don't have to give him what you know. They don't have to write him in the way they did with Mary, with bringing her back through this whole season. But God damn it, I want to see John one more time. I want to know, like. Just be like, how's hell? Or whatever. Or wherever he is. If he's in hell or heaven. If he's in hell, it's just like, so, how's hell? Like, <laughs> I just, I want to see it so badly. Because it's like, it's been forever since we saw, seen John do something. And it's like, I, I miss the guy. I love the actor, but I miss him playing that character. And so, yeah, I legit thought it was John. And then it's Bobby, and I was like, oh, Wow. And then, yeah. I don't, it's just, he's a different Bobby. It's like, yeah, I, I totally want to see how he's going to feel coming into Sam and Dean's world where it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's terrible, but it's not like as disaster as it is in my world. I want to see that so bad. And, but yeah, I'm looking forward to next season because it's like, okay, it's two hunters raising Lucifer's child. I, and, seeing him in the corner I I don't know I know you watch Gotham and I'm pretty sure I told you this um, I legit thought it was the actor from Gotham who plays the Joker or the Joker type character dude I yes. thought that was him because when Jerome? I Jerome yeah Jerome when I saw his eyes I was like is that him I was I like that's no too. way that that would be I was like because that was perfect to give off that menacing terrible evil feeling that you're gonna get or whatever like it leaves you with that like oh shit this this is bad he just oh, wait, gave off that, that smile and then but i but i went to imdb and it wasn't him and i was like oh my god but it was but it is an actor from arrow but i don't think you watch arrow but yeah i was <laughs> like my god this is gonna be insane just that smile just tells it all like He's going to do something really terrible. And I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for next season. Um, Wait, you felt like, oh, shit, what's going to happen when you saw Lucifer's baby? When I when I saw him in the corner and he just gave that smile and those eyes, I was like, oh, my God, something's going to happen. And I'm t- fucking excited. I was excited. Well, I, I think- but at the same time, I was like kind of terrified. I was like, what's he going to do? Like, what's the because I want to I want to know. It's obviously going to pick up at that moment. When the next season comes, it's going to pick up at that moment. And it, I, I'm i so curious. I, I can't wait to see how it's going to be like for him. Is he going to be totally evil or is he going to be back and forth where he is evil? But he wants to understand humankind before he just wipes it all out. Okay. Well, I think I'm just very weird to everybody because... You were talking about how you were like kind of like an oh shit like what's gonna happen? I yeah. was like a hell yes, freaking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was God, like evil. freaking give me that evil. So evil. 
And I'm like, so like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, God, am I just like attracted to evilness or something? I mean, I'm excited. I got excited. Too. Like, I I'm excited like you because I'm just so fascinated no, like, where it's going to go. Mine was like excitement. I was like, yes, destroy the world, freaking oh give God. it to me. Yeah, because um, after Castiel died, yeah, that's what you really want now. <laughs> and uh, like, even if Cast didn't die, like the moment I saw his eyes, I would have been like freaking yes like do your destruction i want to see it right and so i feel like there's something wrong with me because like i'm obsessed with the joker and i love lucifer and and now i'm like loving his child his devil survive and i'm just like yes i did notice that he had yellow eyes though did you Mm -hmm. notice that yeah no were they red oh my god i think they were yellow if i remember correctly let me look hang on devil spawn Supernatural. Oh my god. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. So excited for that. And, I mean, this Supernatural I may I hate you or love you at times. Did it show? Uh, hang on. Um, uh, season. It, 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 it may have been. Who knows? Right, let's get this. So much dead space in here. <laughs> oh god. Uh, here, you keep talking and I'll figure it um, out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. So yeah, Supernatural may hate you and I may love you at times, but that season finale just made me love you again. Cause oh my god, that was a great season finale. So yeah, I mean, once Brittany finally finds the the screenshot. Um, we will talk about Wonder Woman. And, yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman. I have thoughts. You know what? I think we should save that till next episode. Oh, wait a minute. I, okay, so first of all, her body wasn't torn to shreds. She oh. was perfectly intact. I don't know how, because that 19-year-old body mm-hmm. out of her. But uh, she's perfectly kind of like a sleeping beauty. Oh. Good. Um. Okay. Did you go to Tumblr or something? I went to YouTube. Oh, <laughs> right. Um. Wait, wait, did... wait, hand, hand, hand. Okay, okay, okay. One, give me that. Give me the eyes. Did you get the They're eyes? Yellow. They're yellow. Ah, see, God, told you. He's so amazing, and I can't wait for it. Right. So excited. Alrighty. I just yeah. got really happy again. <laughs> it's fine. That took a while. Um, all right. So come back next episode, and we'll talk about Wonder Woman. Um, oh, we're waiting. Sorry, I was I was not listening while I was looking up. We're waiting for Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm telling them they should come back uh, next episode because we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's spoil your appetite. I'm Tristan. Oh, I'm Brittany. And you've just been spoiled.